No matter no matter how much you dislike Chris Brown, he's he's great. Like this is Trey Song's track. But it wouldn't be the same. When Chris is in this bag, he's he's one of the best. For sure. For sure. I was actually just asking Keisha the other day. Might have been yesterday. Friday. A couple days ago. Like does Chris Brown get his flowers? She didn't want to answer at first. Then she was like, Yeah, he gets his flowers. And she pretty much said what uh Pretty he, much the same thing you said. Yeah, he get his flowers, but it ain't what it would have been because of what he did. And that's fair. That's fair. Like, everybody's like, yo, that dude is great. He's an amazing performer. All of that. He gets all of that. The Rihanna stuff don't happen. He's Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's Michael Jackson. And it's that simple. Yeah. He's supposed to be, I always tell people, he's supposed to be the male equivalent of Beyonce. He has that much time. Bro, <laughs> look, when you can sing and you can put music together like this, you can say whatever you want to girls. Listen to what they say in the song. Like, really listen to it. Like, this will get the club jamming. Get that. Get pussy come easy. I'm going to get that ski ski. With me, you couldn't walk up to a girl in the club and be like, yo, pussy come easy, mom. I'm trying to beat, beat, ski, ski, put it on repeat. Never. Nah, but when you can sing it, when you can sing it, this. Hey! It's a bop. It's a jam. Yeah, this is the rotation now. Struggling on being on that game night. The game night kickback. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Just. Okay. Yeah, okay, we're talking about music, so we got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. We got to talk about and I'm going to play it because Janae triggered smoke Big Sean, boy. Yeah. Smoked him. She got at it. She got at it. <laughs> Family Room Podcast, episode 11. Let's make sure we get that in. Yeah, Family yeah. Room Podcast, episode 11. 11. It's me, Steph. We back up in here. It's my number. And Escondido again. You know what I'm saying? Same family, different room. Recording a Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. What is it? Nine fifteen, exactly. Go figure. Early. Shout out to Janae. I'm a big fan, man. Yo, she I was is. a fan. This song alone made me a bigger fan. She, she's this dope all the time, though. But this song is hella dope. I got a, I got a lot of thoughts about this song. There's <laughs> a lot of stuff in this song where it's like, do come tell. on, man. Do tell. Like, I just love songs when we know, like, number one here. Let me pause this. Number one, like, if you haven't heard the song, go listen to it. That's your fault if you haven't heard it. But I love songs. Number one, I love artists like Janae because, it, like, she only creates from where she's at. You know what I mean? Like, she's not, like, nobody's just handing her a hit and she's performing it. You know what I'm saying? She's creating from where she's at. So <laughs> artists, especially like her, when they're talking like this and you know who it is, like she starts off the track like you, it's you. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Just look, man. Big Sean could get in his bag, but I feel like Janae just tells it how it was. Just tells it how it was, or what, from her side, of course. You know what I'm saying? From her side, of course. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Go figure. You were the trigger. Damn." And then she start going into everything. Like <laughs> the music is dope. Yeah. 
<laughs> Man, coffee went down the wrong pipe. The music is dope. But I'm just starting to wonder, like how how many how many celebrity like how many celebrity like couples in music have there been? Um a ton. A million. Like <laughs> and how many of them have like made music about each other? I'll say damn near all of them. Whether like, they would admit it or not. Let's name them. I mean Beyonce and Jay Z have right. Janae and Big Sean. Right. Um, Ariana Grande. Well, yeah, she's dated famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She dated Big Sean. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I mean, I, damn, just right off the top. I mean, there's there's been a ton. You go in the past, like okay. Riri and Chris. I guess that's fair. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like, I like the music, but I don't, I don't want this to turn into a thing. But I guess that's when the best. What you mean turn into a thing? Like couples, like having their little spout. I'm here for and it. And getting their lemonade four 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 on. I'm here for it. No, no, no. I'm here for it. It's been going on before that. Yeah, it's going to go on true. after that. That's like, true. like especially Janae. She gets her best music from her emotions. When most of them and she just going to have to let it out. And this is her outlet. Smoking Big Shot. <laughs> like, I remember I seen an interview with Kay Michelle. And she was like, I need to go and like fall in love and get my heart broken and go through something so I could create something. And I remember they was like, dang, why you got to get hurt? She's like, that's where my best music comes from, man. I mean, like, I, I get paid off my heartbreak. What you want me to tell you? <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. And you know what I'm saying? And, and Janae, she makes her living really pulling us into what she's feeling. And that's why when you hear a song like that, mm-hmm. it's like she takes you through the whole spectrum of all her emotions. You know what I mean? Like, she's like, go figure, you were the trigger, obstructive view. You know what I'm saying? She's going through all of this stuff, and then she starts getting mad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I might have to go crazy on cuz. You might have to repay me in blood. Like, she's threatening. She's gangbanging on him. Like all type of stuff, like, <laughs> like yeah. And when the song when the song dropped earlier this week, number one, I didn't I didn't know I didn't know about it. I know her project is coming. I know Big Sean got something coming, so I was waiting for all the smoke from that. And then this dropped, and I'm on Twitter and my timeline going crazy. All the girls in my timeline like, oh, this song is the shit. Like, <laughs> like yeah, like no, she was definitely where the ladies be at when they when they and they like. Heartbreak bag, you said something like Big Sean definitely was saying something was triggering her. She was triggered by something mm-hmm. or whatever it was because she said that a couple times, like a couple times in the track. Right. Like, you damn right I'm triggered. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. <laughs> like, you said you, say you had to take Ojane. Uh, that, that was it. Okay, that, that was, was okay. It. That was it. That was it. <sighs> yeah, I just, man, really good song. Yeah, I really, liked it a lot. really, really good song. And I can't wait for the album. For sure. I cannot wait for the album now. Like, this did, this freestyle did what it's going to do. And her album's going to be all freestyles. So it's just going to be open emotion, bro. Yeah. Open emotion. Like, I mean, just... Janae's one of those people, because I don't want, like... I don't like when I feel like artists are exploiting stuff or they're just tapping into something that's like a, like a tagline or something like that. Janae's one of those people that... She does a good job of putting her music out where she's at, like like emotionally, and promoting it in a way they don't feel like she's just taking advantage. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems genuine with her. Mm-hmm. Like, just it matters how you promote. I think. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what we were talking, like what we were talking about earlier this week, like how to promote the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, 
when to promote the podcast and all of that other stuff. Like, you could go on the internet and find an algorithm of when to post. You know what I'm saying? Most people are got their phone in their hand when they first wake up and through their time when they get to work. Then they go through a little downtime. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look it up, it'll it'll tell you all this. But that's not what I mean. Like, when. I mean, like, how. Like, what kind of content are you putting out? And I think it depends on your platform. Sure. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll use, I, I'll just fuck it. I'll just use us. Like, even like even with us, I like our video clips, but I think we shouldn't put them out. We put, shouldn't put out so many because we're trying to get people to go somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> we're using, um, we're we're using the Instagram platform to try to get them to SoundCloud or go listen to it or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So like, um, cause I was talking to wifey about it. Like when me and you were talking about it, mm-hmm. um, I feel like when you put out videos, people, people tend to like, they tend to watch the video. They like the video, they comment on the video. They won't necessarily go to where you are cause they feel like they got a piece of it or the gist of it or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like the videos is what we get our most, like our, our most interactions on to be honest. Mm-hmm. But like I'm going through in my head, like is that is that the best way? Because we're trying to get them to SoundCloud or to, to go listen to a whole pod. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this shit is difficult. <laughs> this shit is, and that's this why shit is I difficult. try to put. That's why I try to put like enticing, I guess, like or like good, like funnier parts or like more interesting parts or like yeah. like I said, more enticing parts of the conversation in the video clips and put those out. And I try to like like end it in a spot to where. They want to hear, yeah, like cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I mean. Like they want to hear like what we said next. That's the best way I know. Like I don't like most people. I, most people, like the people that mess with us right now, are are people that that like we told like, hey, we doing a podcast, check us out, and they they mess with it, and they've been listening because they either want they either like it, and or they just want to support. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then other people are like a few people that I've met while I've been out, and then a few people. Like, a few people have been in my DMs and told me, like, hey, I seen the video, and, like, I checked out that episode, like, are y'all only on SoundCloud? Like, other, that might be another problem that we on, that, that we no, have, yeah. we're only on no, SoundCloud. No, I was going to talk to you about that, because I actually been talking to Ashley from the La Gente podcast, just saying, like, how they promote and how they put their stuff out, mm-hmm. or whatever. She said they use this app, and it just puts them on all the platforms. The Anchor? Yeah, uh, I believe it's Anchor, yeah. Yeah, Keith's been telling me yeah. that since we was on, like, episode two. But yeah, so, yeah, that's something we got to be up on, just getting, like, because I know most of the people I mess with mess with Spotify. So mm-hmm. if we're on Spotify automatically, you know what I'm saying, it'd be you right. get you get a hit from all those different spots. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Cause people people use what they use. You know what I mean? Like somebody with an iPhone, chances are they they on Apple Music. Even if they got Spotify, they're primarily on Apple Music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like so you gotta you gotta get to where they're at. They're every day. You know what I'm saying? They're everyday spot. Yeah, I feel you. Um Yeah, just I mean for me like promoting it, and it's weird because I, I promote other things like I have like other Instagram accounts and other things that I'm doing, but just like from platform to prep platform, from like industry to industry, it does matter like really, really how you market. You know what I'm saying? How you promote and all of that stuff. And because like who you honestly just want to you just want to highlight the players and all of that. <clears throat> You just want to highlight the player, so I'm honestly just putting like their stats out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But with this, it's harder because like I'm not sending anybody, I'm not sending anybody to another to another platform or whatever. Um, like 
with my Cal Buckets account. I'm like, literally, I want them to get this. I want to get those interactions there. And so I could give them information on the side or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's been, it's been a challenge for me. I ain't even go front. It's been a challenge for me. Like what to put up, like what kind, like, you know what I'm saying? Cause we get feedback on everything we put up, but it's like, what's going to get the most feedback and what's going to send them to where we ultimately want them to go. Right. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason people go to school for this shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's what Ashley does. And see, and, then, and that's what I've been saying. It's good that you're tapping in with her. And I've been meaning to tap in with Joe and really talk to him about, like, because he's dealing with promotion, especially with social media. That's, like, what he get paid for. You know what I mean? So I'm meaning to tap in and talk to him about, you know, some of the stuff that we should do. And see, it's funny because I felt like I was pretty good at Instagram. Or, like, or at least decent. See, you know what I'm saying? I was really just telling wifey. I feel like I'm good at social media. Like, I be active on my Twitter. Like, and if I be popping, I be talking to people. Find people be following me and all type of stuff. I be popping. I like I be popping. Like, be hitting people up. You know what what I'm saying? Be commenting, retweeting, and doing all of that stuff. Like, interacting with people. And the same thing on Instagram. Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at Instagram, but that's different. I'm just, I'm just posting splashes of my life, and people are like, "Yo, you know what I'm saying?" or whatever it is. Like. Um, I mean, I said this on the last podcast. Like, I was telling wifey, like my most, my most liked and commented on pictures are ones with her in it because people are just like, "Oh, you guys are so cute," and all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so I'm like, "Damn, okay." And especially since like I've been like, "Yeah, I want to get out here and like be taking more pictures." You know what I'm saying? Like, put my drip out there. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Oh, pfft. oh, bro. Okay, so wifey what was like, going on, man? wifey was like. You're an Instagram husband. And I was like, what? I was like, what is an Instagram husband? And she was like, you know, like, you be on Instagram, you be putting stuff. She was like, you on Instagram more than me. I'm like, okay, so one, I got two questions for you. What is an Instagram husband? And am I one <laughs> to you? Uh, do I think you are? Yeah. That's what you're asking? Uh... No, not visibly. Anyway, because okay, if you uh, are, it doesn't it doesn't show. Okay, no, no, I'll explain. I'll explain the whole shit. So like, when the girls are over here, like I got no problem. Like wifey would be like, "Oh babe, can you like go in the patio, take a picture of us?" And I'm I'm out there for a full on photo shoot. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not giddy about it at all. I'm not like, oh, hell yeah, but I'm, I don't mind it, you know what I mean? I grab the camera, I'm like, oh yeah, pose, like, even, like, yesterday, wifey, I am one. Mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Figured it out, huh? I am one. I'm cracked Okay, pose, look, huh? I'll just tell you. So, wifey's in here doing her makeup, you know, she do, she got the makeup head, she do her makeup looks and all of that stuff, she's doing her look for the day, or whatever, right? She's doing her stuff, and then, how the light, how the light came through the patio door was hitting her. I was like, she was, she's looking in the mirror. She's like, ooh, got this, got this sunlight, got this glow, ooh. So I just pulled, I didn't even say nothing to her. I just pulled my phone out and started taking pictures. Mm-hmm. Like, took a couple. She was like, what are you doing? I'm like, shoulder. She was like, oh, okay. Like, looked at the picture. She was like, oh, okay. No, no, no. Okay, yeah. I was like, oh, I am one. Because I just pulled the camera out. I was like, okay, I see you popping. You know, I'm aware, I'm aware of that. That's my damn badge. I'm an Instagram husband. Whatever. My wife be popping out here. I be taking pictures. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, Why not? whatever. Oh, Whatever, man. I'm a living. I'm a living, and y'all gonna see more of my drip now. <laughs> I might, I, I might just make another Instagram page, Steph Drip. Steph Drip. <laughs> Shout out Jesse. 
Uh, yeah, I've been an Instagram husband, man. Yeah, no, you. That's, that's why I wanted to ask you because I would say I would categorize you as an Instagram husband. Yeah, for sure. But that's what I see. We, when we do the pod with Ashley and Dion, mm-hmm. that's a question we gotta ask them. What is an Instagram husband, and are we? I think it's because I want to know from the ladies' perspective. You know what I mean? We two dudes in there talking about. Yeah, I feel it. Are we Instagram husbands? You know what I mean? And, see, I, and, I and we like, say, yeah, we are. But there's some dudes like, I, I probably, that's what they do. I probably don't even look like one on my Instagram. I was telling Keish, and we was laughing about it. I was like, I look like a single father on my Instagram. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, I guess I know you. I'm not looking at it like that. <laughs> no, you don't. It ain't that you got business to your family up there, though. It's, it's a lot of just me and Baron. It ain't a lot of Keish, because a lot of times she don't be wanting to take pictures. That's true. Unless she like all the way, you know what I'm saying? Like all the way in her spot, bag. Man. I was looking at it one time. I was I was like, yo, it ain't even enough. It ain't. Like, look, like I posted that one, like, and I had to go in the archives to find that one. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. But it's different because on your story, your post, you'll be like, oh, wifey, you know what I'm saying? Or what? Like, yeah, you know what I'm sense. saying? Like that, that that's sense. why I say like the pictures, yeah, is you and your son. But if anybody's interacting on your page, they know that you're a happily married man. Yeah, I feel it. You know what I'm I saying? Feel I feel it. I feel it. Oh, that makes sense. Speaking of that, wasn't you? You was talking about something, um, like just speaking of, like people's interactions and how it look and come across. You were saying like the social media, like you asked a question, like when we we're talking about topics. Does social media give people confidence or, um, did I text it to you? Yeah, let me let me find it. Let me find it. Um. You put a topic, social media has given people less confidence. Yeah, I think it has. I think it has. It, oh, so it, you're saying it has? Yeah. Okay, got you. I think it I think it has given people it's given people Instagram and internet confidence, but it's given it's given people less like in person confidence. Okay, I was about to say, I was about to say I disagree because I feel like it's giving people the confidence that they go get their very best. And they got no problem blasting all over social media. And I mean, like, confidence when it comes to, like, when it comes to, like, social interaction. And first of all, I had, I seen it early when I was working at at the middle school. Mm -hmm. And I seen kids, and it wasn't even internet. It was just on the phone. I would hear these kids talking about how late they stayed up texting and, and DMing and all of this stuff. Yeah. All of the stuff they talked about in text and in the DMs. And these is middle school kids <laughs> talking about way more than they're supposed to be talking about in middle school. Yeah. Way more than I talked about in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then you hear all of that. And then they get in person at the after school program sitting at the table with and each other. And, and can barely put and together no words. Or, see, this is what and I see. And it's the same thing. And it's the same thing with these dudes now. They be all in the DMs talking to these girls about how how fine they are, how bad they are, all the stuff they do to her, and then they get in person, and and it's real awkward. You know what I'm saying? I be seeing it because I because I be out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, no, I was gonna say like working with kids like both of us have. That's the perfect like. Th- that's the perfect. I'll say like petri just to see how everything is going. Like if you're worried about like what the social media affects, go work at a middle school program or go work at a high school program. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and that's why I said, like, I feel like, I don't know if I, I think it's giving them less confidence. I think it's giving them less confidence to be themselves. I don't think any of these kids out here lack confidence. If you throw in as much stuff as they do on, on like, social media, 
Like they might have insecurities. We all got insecurities. But when it comes to putting themselves out there, they'll totally put themselves out there. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like it's um to be who they really are. Because they portray something on their gram and then they feel like they gotta live up to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I tell people, I tell people all the time, the person you get on Instagram, like, read my captions. Don't just look at the pictures. Read my captions. Because mm-hmm. I might post a really cute picture and I might and I might tell a, a joke that my wife might comment and be like, that's not funny. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to look at somebody's whole social media. What are they saying? Are they How are they interacting with the people in their comments? You know what I'm saying? Especially now that now that they got the stories. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm like, I have, I don't got no fear of being like my 100% self. I did, I did at a younger age. I, I very much did at a younger age. But I guess because I'm older now and like, I mean, it's been, it's been a while now. But, like, I'm confident being me, like, my true self. Like, I tell people, like, yo, I'm kind of an asshole, man. Like, I'm going to tell a joke that you don't like. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm going to think it's hilarious. And I'm, I'm my true self as well. The same way the same way on social media where I get my opinion off and I try, but I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious of the uh, the words that I choose as not mm-hmm. to, so I can get my opinion off but not, not offend so much. Because I know, even if I know the opinion is not going to be popular or it could possibly be offensive. I'm going to choose my words to where, like, you understand that I'm just giving you my opinion. You know what I'm saying? And I'm the same way in person. Yeah. There's a lot of times when I could just give it to you raw and unfiltered, but I think I I choose my words in a way to where, like I said, it's not, it doesn't come off so, like, so cutting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I think it comes from me being sensitive, like, and knowing mm-hmm. how, like, how words have, have hurt me. Not so much anymore. I don't really care anymore. But, like, in the past... You know what I'm saying? Words, yeah. words. Everyone would like ruin my day, but he'd be like, "Dang, that but hurt." You, but like, you remember the place that it yeah, was. Like, it was like, like yeah. words were capable of putting you. Yeah, yeah. why you do that to me? You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm, I try to be conscious of. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? My words. Yeah, I. No, I feel you. I feel you. I just to answer, like I don't know if it's giving them less confidence because I just like like I'm out of high school, man, and I'm walking around campus, and all I see is people. Passing their phones with people, taking pictures, posting up pictures. You know what I'm saying? People walking around like, and I think, I mean, I, I guess, mean, I guess I it's mean, a false sense of confidence. I, I guess mean, if you're not, if you're not able, or if you're not able or secure enough to be your true self when when you're not behind the camera. You know what I mean? When when mm-hmm. when people are sitting there and they got to deal with you in real time, and you really got, and you really can't think about your caption where you just got to come out. I I think I think that's the place where they have less confidence. But I guess that's what you're talking about. Bro, I can't tell you how many times, and because I'm the, it's it's weird. It's almost like being a photographer is like being a barber. How people just tell stuff to the barber. Mm-hmm. I'll be taking a picture, and people just come up and just say stuff to me. Especially if I'm taking a picture of like a group of girls. Yeah, and a dude will come up to me and say something about like one of the prettier ones in the group or something. But I can't tell you like like when I'm at the when I'm at the pop up shop for the Kings. It's like a yeah. pop up shop upstairs, and then downstairs it's like it's a R and B night. Yeah. So if like I'll be taking pictures, like I said, like send to the dude afterwards. And dudes are coming to me like, oh yeah, she this, that, and third. I'll be like, go talk to her then, bro. Like, won't you go dance with her? Da, da, da. He's like, oh, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. Da, 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 da. And this is multiple dudes. Yeah. I'm and, on my way. And, and, they, and, and not they get talk down to her all night. And be and be like, like, damn, she right here, be dancing next to her, like. With like they with they back her shoulder kind of to her, hoping yeah. she turn around. Yeah, trying yeah, trying yeah, to bump yeah. into her and like low key <laughs> get her attention. Like instead of just walking up to her and talking to her, asking her if she wanna dance. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like it's weird. 
No, see, that's and that's I, and normal. I, that's just being afraid of rejection. And, I, and and see, and I imagine the same way they be popping it, like the way they be popping it to me. I'm on my way. I'm about to, man. You already yeah, know. Yeah, you be that guy. That you, yeah, that's you, the same yeah. way on Instagram. Yeah. Oh man, this that and the third. Oh baby, this that da da da. Nah, and then get in person. I see and that. Nah, you're a little I agree. shy. Yeah, I know. I agree. To be your true self, yeah, I agree. Because I mean, life is way easier when you're not afraid of rejection. Yeah. Way easier. Way easier, bro. Like when you know the worst that can happen is a no. Yeah, you know what? In most and in most situations, in most situations, honestly, I've thought about the best and the worst, and I've decided like, yo, if it goes sour, can I deal with that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just use like the analogy you were just using, like walking up to a girl. Like, I'm I'm not the dude that's just gonna be walking up to her and start spitting some game. I'm the dude that's gonna walk up and be like, I think you're pretty. I want to talk to you. Not you know I'm not just gonna tap her on the shoulder. As soon as she turn around, I'm like I think I'm like hi, like my name is Stefan. Like I saw you from over there. I just I want to talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, or if I'm talking to a girl, like we get talking for a while, and I start catching feelings, and I'm like, yo, I like this chick. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna just tell her, mm-hmm. like, hey, I like you. I'm just gonna put it out there. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm not afraid of rejection, but. I, I personally just can't deal with the angst of not saying something. Because I'm thinking, like, what am I here for? Dudes is just scary, man. That's what I think. Nah, man. Nah, nah, nah. I think dudes all is just all scary. the pressure is on us. And it's or, a little bit different in so 2019, but the pressure's on us. And That's why. I just don't know how to talk to a girl. All you got to do is just find a way to start a conversation. It's not that hard. It's but not the, that but hard. that's different. And you're going to find out real you quick. You ain't never had problems with the ladies. And you're going to find out real quick whether or not she want to keep talking to you. If you're right there talking to her for a little bit, and then she seemed a little disinterested, and and you gotta, that's another thing. You gotta understand like social clues and little like body language hints and like all of that, bro. If she if she ain't fully, if you're trying to speak to her, bro, and she not fully facing you and talking to you, and she kind of talking to you like yeah. this, or she keep looking at her homegirls, you know what yeah. I'm saying? If she like this, bro, and you fa- and you facing me, and she talking to you like this. <laughs> She probably don't want to talk yeah. to you for that long, bro. I, I feel you, but I'm. This is what I'm saying. If she you ain't never short answer. She probably don't want to talk. You to ain't you. never had trouble with the ladies, but I won't no. say that I've had trouble with the ladies. But I'm trying. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. It's easy to say like, yo, you just got to do it, like whatever, because your way work. You could go up to somebody and make a convo. Some dude is walking up to her and they like, uh, uh, uh. Or she turn around, or they don't get what they thought they was gonna get with that first comment, and now they now they thrown. Mm-hmm. Like where are we going? What she talking about? Is she feeling me? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been in a situation where I'm talking to it, or I'm talking to a chick, and it was already cool. We had a mutual friend. We had met once before, but we hadn't really talked. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I want to talk to her. The next time I saw her, I told you, Tia, I told you who it was. Uh, um. I told you before we went over there, I was like, man, I want to talk to her, bro. Like, we talked the one time because we went out to a club. When we first met, we all went out to a club. Mm-hmm. But I didn't say nothing to her that whole night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then the next time we all hung out, I want to say we was at somebody's dorm or whatever. And I was like, I'm, before we go over there, I was telling you, I was like, man, I want to talk to this chick. But I didn't say a word to her last time. I have no idea. Like, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking from a dude, it's like, I didn't get no anxiety because once we went in there, we started chilling or whatever, and I was like, oh, like, remember you from the club? And she was like, yeah, you the only dude that didn't say nothing to me. <laughs> and I was like, I looked at it, I paused for a second, like, damn. And I was like, I wasn't trying to be all thirsty. And then she looked cool. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? But, that's like, 
But that's what I'm saying. But some dudes, and I'm not saying like I'm super smooth because I am not. I am not. Like I said, I'm blunt. I'm just be, hey, uh, I wasn't trying to be thirsty. You know what I'm saying? That's how it came out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm saying the dude that, that don't got that impulse to just to stay chill or he really, really like this girl or he like he really, really not trying to get rejected because girls, they reject different. They reject different now. They, it's rare that a dude's going to get let down easy. Like, you know how old that chick's going to have to be to let you down easy? She got to be like 28. But all these young dudes out here, they getting let down hard every time. Like, ooh, you thirsty? Get out of my face. You ugly? It depends on the approach, I think. Because if you, if you come in with, with, if you're not coming respectfully, she's not going to deny you respectfully. Unless she's just trying to be, just trying to be extra and trying to let people know she be curving, like curving people. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, in that case, like, you can see that off top. No, but but this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm saying from the dude just gotta sit there and don't know what that outcome's gonna be. He not he might not be trying to get that, and that might be giving him some. Hate. Like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate because me, you come out here, you tell me I'm thirsty. I'm like, <laughs> all right, have a good night, man. And I'm gonna just turn around and walk off. Like, yo, all you had to do is say you don't want to talk to me, man. Like, I'm not thirsty. Like, I came over here and told you you're pretty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's not thirsty, man. Like, I didn't tell you what I was gonna do to you if you go back with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's. Like, it ain't nothing like that. But I feel how some dudes got angst, man. I feel how some dudes got angst. And some girls have angst. Aisha Curry? Did you see all that? to say that. Bro, how you feel about that? I feel... I don't... I don't got no... I'm not mixed on this at all. This is very, very, very simple to me. Everybody that's jumping on... And I posted this on Twitter... It took like three tweets. I was going him. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, anybody who's trying to kill Aisha Curry right now, I feel what you're saying. You're taking this way farther than where she was at. The place that she's speaking from is I want attention. That's something we all want. I'm a, 90% of the people in the gym is there because they want somebody or some a kind of attention. Mm-hmm. I think at all like all the backlash because all I saw I saw the clip, and then my Twitter timeline went crazy. I go on Instagram, I see the video, I watch the video. It's like three minutes or something like that, and all the comments, Aisha's getting killed. Oh, she thirsty. You just want people sliding up in your DMs. You guys jump to the point to where somebody is wanting, like they're in a relationship and they're they're not feeling like they have the attention that they want, and then they do something toxic. That's where y'all went. The emotion of wanting and wanting to wanting to be and feel desired is normal. Yeah. It's super, super normal. Yeah. Like, like I've been and I haven't even been married a year yet. You know what I'm saying? But like I was joking with wifey and I was like, you know what's funny? Since we've been together, I only get hit on by older women. Like, don't nobody my age hit on me. It's kind of always been that way for you, though, no? Yeah, yeah, but now it's, like, crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I would go out somewhere and somebody would give me a look somewhere. I'd be like, oh, she feeling your boy. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, yo, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, I was, um, me and Darius was talking about this. I was like, bro, I'm a coach. I've been sitting down talking to somebody's mom, and I could tell she kind of think I'm attractive. And she'd say something like, oh, you're well put together or whatever, or, like, touch <laughs> me or something like that. And I'd be like... <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking, I'm like, like when, when they give me a compliment, I say thank you. Well put together. You know what I'm saying? Like, I say thank you. That, that's literally happened. It was a couple years ago. That's, that's literally, literally happened. You know what I'm saying? 
And like, I say thank you, but I'm thinking on the inside, like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I still got it. Mm-hmm. That's all Aisha's saying. To me, mm-hmm. that's all Aisha's saying. And everybody's jumping to the toxic thing. Like, if, if a DM would have came out and she talking about, oh, Steph out of town, I need somebody. And she she crying her sad story to somebody and they trying to get at her as a result. Yeah, man, maybe y'all got a little bit more ground to get on her. But she's talking about something super normal. Like, everybody in any relationship is wanting to, wanting to feel desired and maybe wasn't getting it and was like, dang, is something wrong with me? As soon as I feel it, bro, she, she, she's married. She didn't have three kids. Her husband is always on the road. I'm sure, I'm sure he give her all the attention that she wants and needs when he's there. But he's always on the road. And she knows all the attention that even when he all there. the attention that she gets. And then I think also me and Keish was talking about this. I think also you remember that that picture, the girl that was like, Oh, step out to risk it all or whatever, the girl that was like at the game. Yeah. I think that kind of messed with her a little bit. Yeah. And then like I said, like her husband is gone a lot. It's just natural, bro. It's just natural. Especially when she feeling like like don't nobody ever try me. Yeah. Like it's just Look, natural. This- and then also I remember I remember mom went through that. Not like, not to that extent. Like mom wasn't like that. But I remember, <laughs> bro, I remember mom said her and one of her homegirls was sitting in the second row uh, at an away church. Like they was at church sitting in the at second row. At an away row. game. <laughs> at an away <laughs> game. At a, at, a, at a different, at a church that wasn't our church. And pop was preaching. Or I think he was, <laughs> he was either MC or he was preaching. So he's up at the mic. And it's a it's a lady like literally sitting right in front of mom and her homegirl talking to one of her friends about how fine dad is and how she might want to <laughs> how she might go talk to him after church and go talk to the married there. preacher. <laughs> she didn't. I don't think she knew he was married. I don't know if she could see like oh, his wedding ring or anything. It. I don't know. So I, I was about to say they like you don't wear a ring. I ain't gonna put that on her. <laughs> yeah. But she talking about like how fine dad is and how she want to talk to him after church and this that and the third. And mom, you know, mom is so non-confrontational that she knows, yeah. like, dad is already going to be like, I'm married, like, get out of my face. So she's not going to say nothing. But her homegirl was like, hey, like, tapped her, like, that's my friend's husband you guys were talking about. And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. And, and, I, and I remember mom <laughs> telling that story and being like, none of that type of stuff ever happens to me. Like, guys don't, like, men don't ever try to talk to I'm, And I'd be wondering, like, why is that? Like, not that I care, but I'd be wondering, like, why is that? And dad told her, like, it's because of your presentation. And I think that's the same thing with Aisha Kirk. I was about to dad say that. Dad told her, it's like, that. it's your presentation. He yeah. was like, even if people can't see a wedding ring or they don't know that you're married right off top, you dress like a lady, you move like a lady, and you speak like a lady. So people not finna just be quick to just Go come up to up, the lady yeah, in the church. Up with yeah. you, that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you don't give off that type of energy. Yeah. So it don't really come to you like that. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with Aisha Curry because she's very pretty. She's yeah. very pretty. Yeah, she look good. And I and I think like, I mean, and just like, they're, they're, a, they're a superstar family, bro. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry is a superstar. So they've definitely had talks about how they want to market their family. He's the superstar athlete, God-fearing family man, and she's the mom at home with the kids that has her own businesses and things like that. But she's all she's the glue to the family. You know what I'm saying? Like dudes aren't sliding in that girl's DMs like that. You know what I'm saying? And it shouldn't matter how much people are sliding in her DMs. If she's like, I don't whatever she deems is like enough attention. If she feel like she ain't getting that and she ain't doing nothing toxic, I say that's normal. Mm-hmm. I say that's normal. Wifey was just telling me she was at the store. She had just left the gym, so she was in her gym clothes. She went to the store and she was talking about this dude. That was 
behind her in the checkout line, damn near holding her up because he's trying to jab. You know what I'm saying? Like, she didn't have on her wedding ring or nothing like that, but homeboy was with a girl, and he was like, oh, he made it clear to be like, this is my sister. You know what I'm saying? And, like, at the end of it, it was like, oh, what was your name? You know what I'm saying? And she just, like, kind of, she was just nice about it and got up out of there. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, she was like, oh, I was like, oh, snap. Like, it's been a while, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever, mm -hmm. like, I wasn't like, yo, what you mean? You like that attention? Like, of course she liked that attention. The same way, like, the same way, like, fellas. If you're listening to this, if you're tripping about what your wife wears outside of the house without you there, you look like a fool. You shouldn't be tripping no way. Like, you know how your wife dressed. But I'm saying, like, the... I think, I think when dudes trip about the way their girl dress is because they don't fully trust their girl. I mean, I know, I mean... I mess with Keith sometimes, and 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 shouts to her because every time, like, if she she going out with her homegirls, she wears something that she might not, you know, what I'm saying normally wear. She asks me like, "Hey, was this too much? Is I need to change something?" It's like, you know, what I'm saying. Yeah. So shouts to her, but I think a lot of the times, if a, if a girl, if your girl is wearing something that you think is a little bit too much, it's because you don't trust her to just tell dudes to fall back. Yeah. That's there, what I. Think. There's nothing. There's nothing. My wife could put on, and I'm be like, "Don't wear that." If my wife want to go out of the house with pasties on and some booty shorts, I'm I don't care. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and because people have approached me about this before and been like, "Yo, like, how do you feel? Like, how do you and your wife deal with that?" I like we don't deal with that. She picks what she wants to wear. She wears it. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? Like, and for me, I look at it like, cause like literally, like. This is a couple years ago, but we were, like, about to go out somewhere, and then before we got dressed, wifey was like, shout out shout out to her for, I guess, checking my temperature on this. She was like, I re like I've been working out. Like, I'm feeling good about my body. Like, I want to go out here and show off. I'm about to wear them pink shorts. And I already knew them pink shorts and the booty shorts, like, all that. I'm like, all right. She put the come get me shorts on. Yeah, it's like, all right. You know what I'm saying? It's like. When she go out, like, she dance with dudes and, like, you know what I'm saying? She ain't getting all sexual with dudes and all of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I got no, I got, and like, to it's what like, you're saying. a lot of dudes don't let that go. To what you're saying, like, I don't have no insecurity about what she's going to do when a dude approaches her. My wife ain't out here trying to hook somebody. She want to go out here, dress good, dress looking good with her girls. And, yeah, get some eyes on them. They ain't all get dressed up and do all that shit to go out here and just look at each other. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> the same reason homeboy, when homegirl come up to you and she flirt with you in the spot, how you be like, <laughs> yo, man, like, you do whatever you do, whatever you do, and you, you curb her, but you, you be talking to her. You like, the, you like the attention or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. I think we just overreact because sometimes dudes be like, why she showing off? Like, this is what I think it is. It's a possession thing. You're looking at her like, that's mine. Like, yes, that's your girl, but she ain't, like, that's not your property, bro. She could dress how she wants. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I find that, for me, that's hard to stomach. Like, how, how can I wear whatever I want, and just because I might not be showing my leg, tell my wife that she can't wear something. I wear whatever I want. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that don't make sense to me. It's like, zero. Zero sense to me. And everybody killing Aisha makes zero sense to me. And see, getting back to the Aisha thing, the Aisha Curry thing, I feel I don't think there's anything wrong with what she said or the way she feel. However, I there I do recognize that there's a big double standard with it though. 
there's a big double standard with it. If there if there was a guy on the like saying those things, no matter the position, even if he was the man making millions of dollars or he was the guy in Aisha's seat that's kinda like, you know what I'm saying, playing the background to the backbone you know of the family. Same for like if 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 Rihanna's dude. If we find out Rihanna had a boyfriend all of these years, and he was and like, he should be gone like a lot. Yeah, I want, I want, I want some of that attention, even, even if it's just innocent, and he's just saying, I want, I want that type of attention. It's eighty, eighty-five to ninety percent of the people are gonna assume that he wants to act on that attention. Whereas with Aisha Curry, people are just killing her for wanting the attention. I don't think anybody assumes that she's gonna act on any of the attention. Oh, that's not what I was saying on Twitter. People was like, oh, she's trying to fuck niggas on her DMs and I didn't see all this other that. stuff. Like, this one girl, this one I don't girl think posted that. Really she posted that, a meme of Aisha kind of like doing a little shimmy mm-hmm. or whatever. And she posted, she was like, where could Aisha Curry get play at? And somebody was like, across the street on Euclid for food for less. Wow. <laughs> I was like, come on, bro. Wow. Come on, bro. <laughs> like, disrespectful. Come on, bro. Like, she can play everywhere she go. Like it's just okay. She's not getting play according to her, but people are looking everywhere she goes. You know what I'm saying? I just y'all gotta stop, man. I know y'all like to jump on the worst part because that's what's better, best for the clickbait. But let Aisha live, man. Like and look, look to close this. Steph's response was perfect. I didn't even see that. What he said? His response was perfect. He was he posted a picture of her on his story, I believe, and was like, um. So proud of you standing up and telling your truth. I love and support you and all this other stuff. Like perfect Steph Curry. It's perfect. He is just another deep three, bro. He just gave it to him. Like perfect response for the husband, man. Like Aisha and Steph, they got it, man. And y'all gotta let Aisha live, bro. She she a young mom. They done had a couple kids. Like, come on, man. Come on, man. And especially you chicks. Especially you chicks out here that are killing her. And especially you chicks that have had kids out here that's killing I seen y'all on Twitter, bro. I seen a couple of y'all on Twitter, bro. Don't be don't be after her happy home because she feeling exactly what you feeling. Her man just like her man just paid in a superstar. Cause it don't matter who her man is. It matters the attention she's getting and what she feels like she's not receiving. You know what I'm saying? People just like to get in their feelings about stuff, bro. I, and people just overreact. Because, like, literally, a grip of what I was saying was, her husband Steph Curry, bro. Like the dude. Her husband Steph Curry, bro. Okay. So Steph Curry's girl came, came on attention? <laughs> like, because he got money? <laughs> like Speaking of human emotion. You see these, uh, these new Burger King meals? No. Huh. So... They they have like Burger King meals. No, yeah, they're like they're like anti happy meals. Their whole like campaign is like because nobody's happy all the time, and they plan on this whole like this whole mental health thing that everybody's on. That's nasty. Yeah, that's nasty. Real meals and little real meals. <laughs> real meals. So they gonna have a mad meals. Gonna they be got, spicy fries. They've got salty meals. Let me see the other names. Come on. Come on. They got the 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 don't give a F meal, the Yas meal, the pissed meal, the salty meal, and the, the it's not sad, it's a blue meal. The campaign is no one's happy all the time. <laughs> burger King. That's Get the nasty. guy in the burger costume That's nasty. and have him dance around and sell your burgers. 
You guys are nasty. <laughs> That's nasty. You guys are nasty. You guys are trash. And look, I don't patronize y'all anyway. But I'll definitely be slandering you guys now. <laughs> like I was finna go through and mess with them because they got the Impossible Burger. They got that. Uh... Yeah, they got that Joe Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I said I send him memes of Impossible stuff all the time. I'm like Joe Burger. <laughs> like uh, me and his boy Nico. He was like he posted something about Impossible Foods. Oh, shout out to our boy Jotham. He um he's over there heading there marketing for Impossible Foods. Um. He posted something like, oh, go check out this new... He was like, all my people in SD, because it's an SD, I guess, exclusive location or whatever. Or they just got they just got a couple locations or whatever. That makes sense. Yeah, he was like... I put up to a few Burger Kings, and they're like, we don't have it. Yeah, and he's... um. And he and it was just it was just some rent. I forgot the name of the place, but he was like, "Yo, go over here today. Like they're they're popping off this new Impossible, whatever, yada yada yada." Me and Nico was like, "So if we drop your name, do we get like a discount or what?" And he was like, "Nah, I don't work like that." He was like, "Oh, I can't make it. <laughs> like just messing with Joe." But nah, Burger King, stop it, guys. Stop it, guys. Everybody's not happy. I'm not saying everybody's happy all the time. But are these meals different? Or are you just put them in different boxes? Yo, or you got different toys with them? I don't know. Somebody got an angry face? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Come on. Cut the shit. Speaking of mental health. Cut the shit. This is something I got to tell the kids all the time. Matter of fact. That shit is in my system. <laughs> that damn song. Man. Damn that Chris Brown, man. I want to hate him so bad. Speaking of mental health, bro, feelings are normal. <laughs> like, feeling all the emotions, feeling all the feelings is normal. I be telling the kids this at work all the time. They be really saying, and especially they be using just all the words that they hear all the time. They, mm-hmm. he, they, any kid like make fun of them. He's bullying me. No, he's not. He just yeah. calls you a name. He's not yeah. bullying you. Oversensitive. They get sad. He's making me depressed. No one. First of all, no, he's not, and you're not depressed. You know why? You're just just because you're, just because you're a little bit sad doesn't mean you're depressed. Like you're you're supposed to feel things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. That's just not normal. It's just not normal. <laughs> play something else. We already, we already played that. It's just not normal. To It's just not normal to be happy all the time. And I was uh, I was thinking it because I, was, I, I tell the kids this at work all the time. Like, stop saying that. He's not bullying you. Like, stop saying that. You're not depressed. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you... And then they, you know, oh, I can't do this or that. Or I got ADHD. Like, even if you, I think a lot of kids get overdiagnosed. But even if you do have ADHD, like, that's not an excuse. I was actually telling one of my coworkers the other day, bro. I think, I think there's a good chance that I may have had ADHD. Yeah. Like, keep it real, bro. Yeah. Or, or, or not hyper, but ADD. Because all the time in school, bro, unless I, unless my teacher moved me to the front, which happened pretty frequently, it was, it was hard for me the to struggle. focus bro yeah no no question it was hard for me to focus but I, you bring home bad grades enough you get in trouble enough and it's like all right bro i don't want to keep getting in trouble so it's like and it was hard like and i still had to really be like there were times i can remember especially in high school i can remember times when we're doing something the teachers up there lecturing or talking and i'd really be like fully zoned out like looking something looking out the window fully zoned out and would hear something or just happen to look at somebody and look how focused they are and be like, oh, I need to get focused. And like something would snap me back in. And that that kind of stuff happened to me all the time, bro. All the time. It was like really, I really had to focus to like stay focused. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I think that. So I think there's a good chance, but I mean, you just got to do what you got to do, right? 
there's definitely people out there that are dealing with something and they, like and they need, and they need medical help. But I think more than that, that there are parents that don't necessarily, like there's parents that don't necessarily know what to do. Um, no, like I was saying, there's, there's kids that deal with things and they definitely, and it's, and it's beyond something that you, like a parent could get them right. It ain't just like, they ain't, like they ain't bad or nothing, but they need, they need probably some medical attention. You know what I'm saying? They Mm -hmm. need, they need a therapist. They need somebody to help them get their feelings out or talk to or some medicine or whatever it is. But I think more than that, there's parents that don't know what to do with them and they'd rather diagnose them. It'd be easier if they diagnosed them so they could say, this is what it is, we're giving them medicine for it, and now they could say, it should be getting better, and if it's not getting better, why not? You know what I mean? Like, th- that's that's personally that's personally how I feel, how I feel about it, and working with children. You know what I mean? Because all young children have short attention spans. There's a difference between, there's a difference between that and like your child really just can't focus. It doesn't matter the situation. You know what I mean? There, there's a difference. And like you said, for you it was maybe you did have ADD, mm-hmm. but you were able to to get to a certain point to where you could function. Mm-hmm. And we're all somewhere on the spectrum. We are all somewhere on the spectrum. So if you think you're not dealing with some kind of social anxiety or attention deficit disorder or something like that, like. We are all somewhere on that. It just depends on how high or low functioning you are to where how much help you need or whatever it is. But we all like we're all there. And I think that a lot of people like a lot of people get caught up or a lot of parents get caught up. And like I said, I don't have children. I'm not telling nobody else how to parent kids or whatever. But working with kids as closely as I have and with families as closely as I have, like a lot, a lot of it is like. You got to do your part. That's that's what I'll say. I think that's the best way to put it. You got to do your part. Before you go to a doctor that's inclined to, you know what I'm saying? Like they're inclined to diagnose them with something because you'll be paying for meds or you'll be whatever it is. You know what I mean? You got to do your part. Like make make the standard more stringent at home. That don't mean you got to beat your kid and all of that stuff, but make it an environment where you could help them. Don't give them two or three things to do. Give them one thing at a time. Give them clear direction. Mm-hmm. And don't leave them by themselves. Help them start it and then let them take off with it. You know what I'm saying? Or stuff like that. Like, you have to do your part before, like, I think the worst thing for somebody is to get a label on them early. Because that label is going to go with you the rest of your life. They're going to walk into a class. Let's say they, let's say a child gets diagnosed at six years old. They, they got ADHD. They're going to walk into a high school classroom. Uh, Teacher's going to see their piece of paper. As soon as they act out, they're going to be like, I knew this was coming. Mm -hmm. They're not dealing with them like every other student. They're dealing with them how they've been designated, how they've been diagnosed. So before you take that drastic step, you need to do your part. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, I have I have family. I have like family, Mm -hmm. in-law, like in-law family that. They they had a child, and the child seemed to be having difficulties or what they thought was difficulties. You know what I'm saying? They did everything they could in their control or whatever it was, and then they went and sought help. So it's not like I'm looking down on the help or nothing like that. But they were going to make damn sure that their kid needed that help before they went and put that label on. Mm-hmm. My wife working in that industry, she works with kids with develop, like developmentally ill children. 
And she was like, she always tells me like, you'd be amazed at how function, high functioning some of these kids are. Yeah. It's just when you put them in a situation mm-hmm. is when you're really going to see their disability. Mm-hmm. Or if you ask them to do like, like some of the kids, like it's literally like a social anxiety or you know what I'm saying? Or like a conflict anxiety. So when they get in trouble, they act out, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is. Like, I, I think it's just like, everybody needs to be careful not to put like labels on people. It stays with you, and you will be judged way before you walk into a room on that. You know what I mean? And, and it just it just puts certain things in kids' heads. Like I, I've I've dealt with kids that have been like, I can't do this because of whatever they have or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and that shouldn't be the standard. You can't do this because you have this. No, you can do whatever you want. It may be harder. You know what I'm saying? You might have to work at it a little bit longer, harder, and all whatever it is. But yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. And then, and then if they need help, we get them to help. And that ain't no big deal. That ain't no crushing thing. But I think that more parents need to do all that they can first. Because, I mean, that's got to be overwhelming for a parent. You know what I mean? Something unexpected. And something you're not really you're not really prepared or, or, like, trained, really, to deal with. I'm not saying it's easy. But, this, I mean, we're talking about children here. We got to do everything we can for that child to succeed. And and if that's beyond you and now they need a professional's help, that's also fine. But you got to like the, the doctor, the doctor, I don't think should be the first stop. Like, oh, he getting in trouble in school. Maybe he got ADD. Nah, like maybe he bad. <laughs> maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like maybe he bad and a couple of days of detention will do it. Maybe a couple of days of detention, and every time you get in trouble at home, I mean, at school, something get taken away at home. Maybe that'll help they focus. You know what I mean? Like, cause I know the kind of kid, the kind of kid I was. Like I said, I was weighing the pros and cons. I'm about to get in a fight at school. Is this fight right now worth me getting my ass beat when I get home and and getting grounded? You know what I mean? Well, we ain't get we ain't get what for getting in fights if we didn't start them. You know what I mean? But I'm thinking. I'm thinking, am I starting this fight? <laughs> you you know what I mean? Like, is my pops going to be mad at me? Is my mom going to have to sit me down? And then I I, I made my peace with whatever was going to happen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I know for me, like, having those punishments in place curbed my, like, what I would have done. Especially, like, in the classroom. I know, like, it was hard to focus when you're a young kid. But I know I come home with these bad grades. You know what's harder than having to focus right now in class? Getting this ass beat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. being able, not not being able to ride my bike. There's gotta be, there's gotta be some type of connection between the strict, like the strict, how strict parents were back then, and the the fewer kids with, you know, attention deficit disorders, and and, and you know what I'm saying, and stuff like yeah. that, and and all that. There's gotta be because parents are much much less strict now, and there's way more kids with ADD and ADHD and all of this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They, I don't, I mean, granted, it's become a bigger, a bigger business because like, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I'm saying, special ed and all of that, that's a racket, bro. It's a, the more kids that, the, that a school has on these certain like special ed programs and all of that, the more money they get per kid. Yeah. So it's, it's big business in it. But at the same time, bro, I think parents need to just be like more strict and, and just really enforce more, bro. Like if if your kid if your kid has a disorder like you said there are kids that legitimately do have disorders yeah. you know what I'm saying like of course one of our aunties tried everything possible 
with her son. Tried everything possible before she medicated him. Tried everything. But he legitimately had attention disorder. You know what I'm saying? And she and she had to deal with that. But she did everything possible before that. And I think people just see bad grades a couple of times or see certain behaviors a couple of times and just automatically chalk it up to the kid having something rather than maybe you just need to buckle down on them a little bit more. I think it's in the information and the education too because Auntie was going to school or was done with school to be a professional in that field. Like how to deal with children. You know what I mean? Like I've dealt, I've been trained very well for a long time to deal with children. And my wife works in a field where she deals with children with mental disabilities, you know what I'm saying? With, with ailments and stuff like that. Like we are, you are a, a teacher, you are an educator, you know what I'm saying? Like by profession, we, all of us, like we come from a field of people that know how to deal with this. We have uh, more information than the average person. You know what I mean? I think it's in the information and, like, to be honest, the training. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if, you're, if your child has to be diagnosed with something, you should have to fit into your schedule a day a week, maybe for a couple of hours. Go somewhere and learn how to deal with a child with these disabilities. You know what I'm saying? Because it's going to test your patience, mm-hmm. and you're not always going to act right. But now if you got certain tools, you can see certain things. Like, me and my wife always talk about what triggers that kid. <laughs> That's funny. Triggers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We always say, what triggers that kid? And even when I was dealing with kids, I was like, okay, they're not good in this situation. Let me keep them away from that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had a kid that was terrible in homework time. His mind's racing all over the place. And now I'm asking that kid to be quiet for an hour. Mm-hmm. So instead of him being in there and struggling to be silent for an hour and read a book or do his homework, we take him outside. You know what I'm saying? This is a, this is a, this is a um, seventh, eighth grader. Take them outside, send the staff with a couple of kids, and you know what? They do the same exact thing outside. And if he needs to get up and go walk a lap, go walk a lap mm-hmm. and come back and read your book or start back on your homework. And it worked miracles for him. And that ain't, that ain't us sprinkling no pixie dust. That's us being trained and getting him out of a, a situation that right now he can't deal with. And we transition to your outside time is getting less. Your outside homework time is getting less and less and less and less and less. And, less. and now we put him in the room. You know what I mean? And now we set up a section in the room that was for anybody that's struggling to pay attention. You still got to be quiet, but you can't get up, go over here, do whatever you're going to do over there. But that's a three minute box. Mm-hmm. After you come out of there in three minutes, you got to sit back down. You know what I'm saying? And that, that worked wonders, honestly, for all the kids in there. But it started because this kid needed a certain situation. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I mean. Like, parents have to understand, like, sometimes it ain't you and what you got to do. Sometimes it's just giving them the environment to do whatever it is they need to do. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, making a zone that is for them when they're feeling anxious, they're still in the house. Mm-hmm. But in their head, they're saying, this is my zone where I can go calm down. I'm dealing with something. And once I'm in there, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just playing in their head. That ain't nothing you have to do. But when you're, when you're training, you have that information. And you that, could, you and could that, do those things. And when you know that type of stuff and when you're working with it and then if the parent knows it and if they don't, you can give it to them. It helps, bro. There's a kid in my program that like, bro, he got, he was dealt a terrible deck. Like he legitimately has autism. He's legit on the spectrum. Uh, he has ADHD, like legitimately. And then his mom, his mom is a little, his mom isn't all there. Like, she's got something going on, too. Maybe the same stuff as him. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, his dad actually 
tried to kill his mom, and he saw it. And this kid's only in fourth grade. I'm not sure how long ago it was. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, though, he says stuff, like, not so much anymore because I got him off of that. But in the beginning of of the year, a lot of times, he would get in trouble and just... My dad ruined my life, and just try to get hit hit you with the sympathy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like place it all at dad's feet. Yeah. yeah, and I had to tell him one time, and I'm, you know, what I'm saying I don't think my dad would be tight me telling the story because I've, you know, I've told it, you know, I mean, I guess giving speeches about him, but anyway, I told him like, hey, bro, my dad, he's he didn't have like the the attention stuff and like the mental stuff. My dad, similar stuff, bro. I told him like, hey. My dad legit came home from school one day, bro, and found found his mom with a broken arm and a gash in her head from the dude she was with mm-hmm. his freshman year in high school. And he told me I hated high school because every day at school I couldn't focus because I was scared I was going to come home with my dad and my mom was going to be dead. I told him that story. And I was like, and guess what? Because he's always saying my dad, my, uh, he ruined my life. He ruined my life. I told him, I was like, guess what? That could have ruined my dad's life if he would have been saying the stuff that you're saying right now. Like, but he didn't. He chose to have a good life. And you can choose to have a good life, or you can keep making these excuses and keep making these bad choices, and you're just going to keep ending yourself, ending up in situations like this. I tell him, like, bro, you ain't here talking to me about, about this stuff, the conversation that we've had a million times when everybody else is outside playing dodgeball and basketball and having a blast right now. But you're sitting in here with me because you want to keep making excuses for yourself rather than just being like, my bad, I'm going to do better next time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And some people will call that harsh, man. I I call that help. Like sometimes, and I let him get it off the first couple of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time he said that to me, I let him get it off. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's really unfortunate, bro. I feel you. Like that's a lot to deal with. I couldn't imagine what that is, bro. Like I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then the next time he said it, I was like, I feel you, bro. But you told me that last time. And the third time, I was like, No, no, we're not gonna do this all year. And that's when I hit him with the story. Yeah. I. I I just think that some. I think that sometimes everything is situational. Every situation when you're dealing with a kid is different situation. The situation, kid to kid, and all that. And like I always tell people, like if you are conscious enough to make excuses, you're conscious enough to not make that excuse. Yep. I'm not saying that nothing should be harder for you. It probably will be harder for you because you've seen some stuff that, to be honest, you shouldn't have seen. But that ain't the end all be all. It ain't over for now. Mm. It ain't over from that point forward. You still got a life to live, correct? Yes, so you do have a life. Okay, so now who's in control of that? Is it what your dad did a long time ago? You know, sometimes just explaining it. You're not making light of it. But explaining, like, these are your options, dude. Like you said, everybody is out doing what you want to do right now. But we're in here talking because. You feel like this is holding you back. I'm trying to, I'm help, I'm telling you, all you got to do is not let it. Not all you got to do. It ain't easy. But that doesn't control your actions in every situation. Bro, I hit these kids with the real life all the time, bro. I hit these kids with the real life all the time. I tell them straight up, like, hey, if, if, and I tell them, if me and the staff reacted the way you did when they just wild out and just start screaming or wild out and just hit somebody, like, you can't do that, bro. Like, well, I was mad. I'm like, you make me mad all the time when you don't, when you come in here screaming and not listening. What if I reacted the way you did? I'll get fired and I'll go to prison if I reacted the way you did. 
It's like, and I know people that react like that all growing up and then react like that as an adult and they end up behind bars. Like, you can't just do that. Or when I ask them, or I, or I tell them to do something, and I got to say it three times. Like, I don't treat you like that when you come in here. Like, hey, Mr. Mike, I'm hungry. Let me, can I have a snack? I don't ignore you. I get up and get you a snack the first time. But you can't give me that respect? I hit them with the real like that all yeah. the time. And they be looking at me like, like, dang. Like, Damn, When you hit sense. them with it like that, they be Damn. like, hey, that's Damn, you make it sense, man. Especially the fourth and fifth graders. They be yeah. like, you know what? That is kind of foul. You right. Yeah, like, oh, you man, right. you make it sense. You right. Especially with me, because I'm chill. I tell the kids all the time, yeah. if you do what you're supposed to do, if you just follow the rules, I promise you I'll let you do whatever you want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, enough, That's enough simple. with the tough stuff, man. Yeah. Enough with the tough stuff. This, this is a hard talk. We talking about kids and problems and all type of stuff, right? Like, right. Yo, man, uh, let's lighten it back up. Put some music on. Let's talk about basketball. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the Rockets play, are out. Play, play me something happy, man. So the Rockets are out. Yeah. Yo, we gotta talk about all these series, but bro, but bro, I no enough. They're done, though. They're done, though. You don't think they just going to? The, 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 their uh, GM or president, whoever that was, he said we're gonna win some championships with James Harden. That's what he the, said. And that means I'm about to break the bank. My boy. But that just means they're about to break the bank. Like, let. Okay. I don't think they're winning no championships. Because KD went down. Y'all won two games. Houston Rockets. I'm going to run this down for you guys. You guys won two games in a row with, with KD on the court averaging 33 points. And to be frank, busting y'all ass. Um, so you force you force a game six. Because, I mean, if you didn't win them two games, you won them both in a row. But you had to get one of those to feel. To, you had to win both to extend the series. To get to where y'all was like, yo, we're going to get game seven. And we're going to get them. Homeboys down. All of that stuff. So now let's get to game six. No KD. Chris Paul is there. Y'all ain't got y'all excuse from last year. Your whole roster's there. Steph Curry doesn't score a point in the first half. Yo, besides Clay shooting like he wasn't going to let y'all win in the first half, it's tied. You guys are in trouble from that point forward. The game is tied. Steph Curry hasn't scored. And like Darius, like we was talking about last night, like Darius said, if you hold Steph Curry to 20 in the half, you win by 10. You gave him 33, fam. You gave him 33. I don't want to hear it. Chris Paul, it don't matter if you played a great game. It matters that you lost. Yeah. It only matters that you lost. Because now I'm looking at Chris Paul, and I love Chris Paul. I love him less now because he'd be on some other stuff. But I love Chris Paul. And now I'm looking at him like, it don't matter. Homeboy's just not going to get there. Because like I was saying this last year, it wouldn't have mattered if Chris Paul played. Houston was going to lose that game. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. And and I feel like this is validation on that. Y'all didn't have their best player was out. Mm, I I still think the team was better last year. I I know Trevor and all them, but the way the series went, y'all just won two games in a row. KD goes down. Y'all don't find a way to win that game. But you go, all right, we gonna get him this next game. They ain't gonna have KD for a whole game. It ain't about numbers. It's about getting it done. Did you see the clips after the game? Mike D'Antoni walked into the locker room and you could hear you could hear um um you could hear Boogie Cousins yelling, I know that shit hurt. I know that shit hurt. Damn. <laughs> In the locker room yelling, I know that shit hurt. <laughs> Damn. 
It got bro, to. That's of real. course. You see? Did you see the post game interviews? I don't. Everybody look, bro. Okay, look. This, oh yeah, I seen Chris Paul. I seen Chris. And Paul. this is another thing about it, man. James Harden, if you know what to do, bro, why didn't you do it? I think he mean like off season wise. Oh, so he mean they gotta go after KD. <laughs> what if KD go to Houston? That'd be crazy. <laughs> like no, no, no. Like I don't, I don't care, bro. I don't care. It ain't about being clutch. It ain't about none of that. Sometimes it ain't about being clutch. Sometimes it's about being grimy. And the Warriors play everybody on their roster that was available. Steph Curry didn't score and finish the game with 33. He didn't score in the first Found half and finish the game with 33, bro. Found a way. And that's what champions do, James Harden and Chris Paul. They find a way. Clint Capella. Where are you? It ain't just, oh, maybe the team was better last year. Everybody felt good about this Rockets team. Austin Rivers is playing well. Oh, they got Clint Capella back. Oh, look at P.J. Tucker. He's that guy that they needed. Oh, that's everything going into the, going into game six. And then y'all take the L? And then y'all take the L? No, no. And the game was close the whole time. Like, when Steph Curry hit that corner three, when he ran and he hit that corner three, I was like, I'm looking at the game. I look at Darius. I think Isaac was here too. I go, they let him make one, bro. It's a fucking problem. That's all, that's exactly what I said to him. It's about to be a problem. Because Clay, like I said, Clay was already shooting like, you're not going to win tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, he took a couple shots and homeboy was right on him. And he was like, enough. Like, I'm Clay. a champ, fam. Oh, so what you think about <laughs> What do you think about, what do you think, do you see the clip where Steph was like, kick me off the court, huh? You see that? What do you think about that? What do you think about Chris Paul doing that? Kicking him off the court before game six, like, not letting him get them extra shots up. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it, but it looks bad when that dude busts your butt to win the game. Yeah. You can't, uh. Yeah, but It's I'm not bad mad in hindsight. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at the gesture, but bro, even more reason why you should have won. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Look, man, Warriors to the don't chip, know, bro. For those who don't know, uh, one of the trainers for the for the Warriors uh, booked an hour of shooting time on the court for Chris, uh, for, for Steph Curry. Uh, Chris Paul caught wind of it and got up and went to the gym that, at that time and was like, nah, bro, like, nah. This you, is my this gym. Is my I'm gym. Out this here. is my time. Like, watch yeah. out. And Chris Paul was like, I mean, or I'm sorry, Steph Curry's the trainer was like, well, I mean, we already had it booked. Like, can we just get half court? Chris Paul was like, nah, nah. bro, I need all this. Watch out. And so, you know what I'm saying? And of course, the, the Warriors go on to win the game. Steph That's Curry going to bust their ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in that second half. Or only in the second half. And it's a clip of Steph Curry walking into the locker room, like uh, meeting James Paul, or I'm sorry, uh, Draymond Green, giving him a big dap and a big hug. And he's saying, kick me off the court, boy. Kick me off the court. So that's what he's talking about. Like, oh, yeah, you're going to kick me off the court? All right, Look what sure. I do. For sure. Look I, what I do. I, I didn't get to warm up the way I like to, so I took the first half to warm up. No, and no, and they played good defense on him. They yeah. were trapping him hard. No KD there. They were trapping him hard, forcing him to pass it. But it's like, bro, like like, like, like Chris Paul said, they let Draymond get a couple butt-naked layups, unacceptable in, a, in, a, in what. And for, for y'all, it's a closeout game. If you lose a series, it's over. Yeah. That should not be happening. But I mean, who you got? Who good you luck got? next year, boy. Who you got between Portland and Denver. Okay, this is hard for me. 
Because Dame hasn't played, he hasn't played great in this series. And they need him to be great, I think, to beat this team. Which I think he can pull out one game seven and get him get it done. Because he's pretty he's he's pretty damn clutch. He's one of the best coach players in the league. I want it so bad for him, man. But I think but I just think man. that Denver's a better team. And like look, everything that I was saying, look, Darius was killing me. Because everything I was saying about CJ McCullum and Mo Harkless and them dudes, I was in here eating my words when in that overtime game they had four overtimes or whatever it was. Because both of them was busting butt. Hey yo, Darius. Like, Come here real quick, bro. Both of them was killing, bro. If you don't mind. And they was both killing. And, like, I can't, I can't, like. Who you got, bro? Portland, Denver. Go ahead, Seth. I just. Me? Personally? I, I, think, I think Denver's going to get it done, even though I want it for Dame. I just, I don't trust them other dudes, man. Like, like I said, like, Darius was telling me. He was in here killing me. Because I was killing. I was killing Mo Harkless. And uh, CJ, but they was killing. But it's game seven now, boy. In game seven, and I, you th- and I think that a better team wins in game seven. I was about to say, in game sevens, you know I'm supposed to go with the best player, especially in a matchup like this. But that's what I'm saying. Dame hasn't played great this se- this series. He's played good. He's had some big spurts. But is he still the best player though? He is. But that's what I'm saying. He hasn't in this series. He hasn't played. Jokic has been the best in this series. He's no Kobe. He's no Kobe. Dame is no Kobe. But. For superstar players that are especially clutch, aren't don't aren't you supposed to kind of tip your head in a direction in a in a situation like this? No, but Jokic no? has been the best player in the series. That's that's how I'm looking at it. Like I feel like Dame is the best player overall if we're just ranking players. But this series, Jokic, he got like three triple doubles in this series. I can't, really, I can't really name a series that a player like played better than Kobe and for the stretch of the series. Maybe Tim Duncan, but that's debatable. probably Tim Duncan. Yeah. But I'm saying, even in those situations, when it came to Game 7, you was like, Kobe finna do it to him. Right? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Dame is no Kobe, but I'm just thinking, like, in situations like that, don't you don't you give it to the better player? No, I'll let Darius run with this one. Because I, I just think Jokic is the best player in the series. No, I'm with you, bro. I think Jokic is the best player, too. Um, it's going to be a tough Game 7, man. Dame going to really have to show up and show out. So like, CJ. And the, I, the key to them is they have to shoot well. Mm-hmm. They can't be out here starting off. They can't bum it up for a half. Yeah, yeah. You can't start off like that in the first half. You gotta, you gotta make the shots that count. And, see, and they I, gotta play defense. Like, like Denver has heck of guards. They got like they're like five, six guards deep. I to two, to two act. legit guards. Yeah. Two legit to six legit guards. Yeah. That's that's tough. And you gotta outscore them. You can, you gotta let. They only can have like five points each. And then CJ and Dan got to have at least 30. Who else is going to score? I think Cantor's going to have to be big in this game. He's hurt, bro. Yeah. And and I mean, he Jokic has been wearing him out. Like, yeah. he's been killing yeah, him. Jokic's running. Like, Cantor's playing hard. But he ain't like. <laughs> Jokic has got three triple big. doubles in seven games. And to me, though, the thing is, even though, like y'all were saying, Jokic played them four overtimes, but he played a game after that. He's yeah. still. I know. I think. For, I think fatigue is a part of it. I think, but oh, I think, but I think fatigue. mental. I think mental more than Mentally physical. Fatigue, yeah. Like Jokic, when we were watching that overtime game, yeah. I was like, "Yo, I would have got him out for forty yeah. seconds just so he could rest his mind, yeah. put the towel over his head, and let him come back in." Like your body might not be fresh, but he threw a, he threw a ball straight out of bounds. You know what I mean? Yeah. That ain't no that ain't see, physical bro, fatigue. Think, He's strong think, enough. Yeah, he just he absent right now. I just think Portland has been. First of all, I think they kind of they kind of have a moment right now. 
I think they're kind of in a moment. Cardiac right now. kids. What's the moment? I mean, the bet. I think it's gonna be the best that they can get to for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I'm saying. I don't think they're gonna win the championship, but no. I think this is their like. Oh, I think somebody might come this summer. And that's what I'm saying. That's that's why I think it's the like Portland? part of the, it's part of the moment. I think I so. think they're showing something, especially right now. like now that people are like. It needs to be a small forward. And see, I win. think that's true. I think they're in the in the middle of kind of like a special little moment right now, and I think that they've been on the road, the lower seed, and they've been able to make it a series with their best player not really playing. Well. Who Portland? Yeah, not nah, Portland, the higher seed, right? No, nah, that's why they play. Oh game no, seven oh on yeah, the road. It's, yeah, it's two three. Yeah, yeah. And see, and you know what I'm saying, and I think they've been able to make it this this great of a series with their best yeah. player not even really playing well. And I think I, Dame's gonna play well tonight. I'll say this, I think that, I think that Dame. He's not scared. It's not. He's not James Harden. Like I think James Harden got a problem in those moments. He don't got that problem. They just got enough guys to check him, and he's not overly big or crazy athletic. Where he has a clear advantage. Dame has to be clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And Jokic don't gotta be. He could be good. He could be good and get a double double, and Murray could carry him. You know what I'm saying? Or somebody else mm-hmm. could. They got Paul Millsap was busting their ass in the overtime game. You know what I'm saying? Like they got, they got more they got guys that they could go to in a game like this. Like yeah. let's say this, because like like I said, if we're ranking players, Dame's the best. He's the highest ranked player in the NBA in this series. But Jokic has been the best player through these seven games, right? Let's say Dame come out cold. Even if you got him picked, if Dame come out cold. How much can they go down where you're like, yo, they're not going to win yeah, this game? Then you got to rely on CJ to really yeah. shoot the ball more than he already shoots if Dame is out here cold. And you now you're asking Mo to be better. I don't think like, Dame is going to come out cold, though. No, I'm just, no, if, yeah, if, even if he has a cold stretch. No, I hope it's a good yeah, game seven. No, I think it's, it's going to be a good game. Everybody's going to be playing hard. And that means something in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. playing hard every possession, going for loose balls. They don't do that shit in the regular season because ain't nobody trying to get hurt. No. This game is gonna be fast paced. People gonna be in dudes' chest. It's gonna be a competitive game. But if Dane go cold for four minutes, five minutes in a quarter, it ain't like he's not gonna be shooting the ball. If Jokic go cold, Murray gonna pick it up. I think everybody. If, if, if Millsap is cold, they'll just give Jokic the ball more. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just think that Denver got more room for error. Yeah. I think they, they got more room. Yeah. More they than, they have more room more for error. Portland, but Portland, Portland. I think Portland is gonna come out here. And Portland got to be the cardiac Portland. kids, man. Dem, were Dem, they, Dem, Dem, they playing out today? It's in Denver. It's in Denver. Oh yeah, that's tough. Ooh. I don't worry. Like it's gonna be a like game. dudes like damn. I don't worry about where they playing. He ain't like I said. He ain't scared. No, I'm not saying he, that's he ain't scared. Make, uh, so you got Denver for sure. I got I got I got Denver. Even though I want damn to win, you want bad pushups on my side. Yeah. Hey. Wait, didn't we have push-ups on the Celtics series? Did we? Yeah, we bet on the game. We both had the, we both uh, had the Bucks winning, but we bet on how many games. I think you said it was gonna go seven, and I said it was gonna go five or something like that. We said whoever come closer. Okay, it went seven, right? There didn't no, 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 that shit went five. Five, five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bang them out. No, yeah, no, I mean next, no, nah, next part, let's do it, so All we right. can get, so we can get through this NBA shit. All right. Um. Oh, you just want to say. The rappers gonna win tonight. I got all faith in Kawhi Leonard. Baby. Oh yeah, yeah. All uh, and look, faith. look, we you might just want to sit down for the whole basketball segment, bro. You might just want to pull up a chair, bro, because I got serious thoughts. <laughs> I got serious thoughts on these cats, bro. This cousin Darius, y'all. Doing? Doing? <laughs> Yo, okay. Let, let's get in. The, let's get in the Philly, bro. Family room. We in here. Philly. Bro. Let's get. Let's get in the Philly, bro. Enough. Joel and B can be good every fourteen days. Hey, he's hooping though. He's hooping. He's hooped one game. 
He's hooped one and a half games. The games where you needed him to hoop the most are the games where they he's won. A little bit. I <sighs> look. I'm with you. Toronto's gonna win. Toronto's gonna win because Kawhi's not gonna let them win. And Joel Embiid has to be feeling amazing to be amazing. Mm -hmm. He's not one of those players that no matter what, he's gonna come out here and kill it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just don't think that in the game seven, like, what if his stomach hurt this morning? Mm -hmm. What if his knees bothering him? What if his back's a little tight? He's at third. He's had a 13 point game in the series. He's had a 14 point game in the series. True. Ben Simmons is at an eight point game. Like that has he even been like he's had he had a big game last game. Mm -hmm. But besides that, has he had a good game? Kawhi's been consistently busting their ass. If he gets anything from Siakam and Danny Green, they're gonna blow them out. Yeah. Like, I just yo, and if I'm Philly, I'm trading Joel and B, man. Kawhi the new MJ? No, he's not the new MJ. Not the new MJ, but he he's he shoots a better percentage from the field than MJ. Yeah. Sure. He's not the player all those guys are. He said he's good, good, good shot selection coach. Yeah, <laughs> which will go a long way. He'll have a a great career. He'll have a long career in L.A. <laughs> Let's go. Man, he but, ain't coming to the re the right team though. Nah, he coming to us, man. I, I got faith. Don't nobody really want to be a Clipper, bro. Okay, he different though. Yeah. He so might. we got Denver, Portland. Okay, so who you got? We we got we got Toronto. I got Denver. I got Toronto and I got Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, I got Toronto. Okay, so we all we all got Toronto. Like we just think that Kawhi's just a lot better than the rest of them cats. Oh yeah. And Joel Embiid is hurt. If he wasn't hurt, I might be. I might pick Philly, cause I like Ben Simmons. Whatever they got, Jimmy over there. Jimmy's a man, but I I can't I can't bank on a dude who's calling the coach man and talking about he might not play. I'm not with. I'm yeah, that's why. But I don't count the Sixers out though. They're gonna come out there and really hoop though, cause you know that. Jimmy's not he's not a slouch like yeah. he might not be the best two guard to everybody but he's not no slouch. Oh no, it ain't nobody sleeping on him. Yeah. Ain't nobody sleeping on him. And Jimmy's going to play hard. This is my thing. They've blown him out in Jimmy's ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's on and B. They they honestly I wouldn't be surprised if Philly won cuz if Joel and B comes out here and balls, they're gonna they're gonna win. I don't want to see, but it. I don't think he will. I don't want to see a, a Bucks Sixers matchup. Giannis is gonna kill the Sixers, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, he's yeah. gonna kill. Yeah, and I, yeah, no, I'm with you because they're gonna try and put like Ben Simmons on him. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Granted, he might be able to stay with. No, no, nobody can stay with Giannis. Body, his body size might count for uh something. You know what I'm saying? He is as almost as tall as. Giannis, but that length of Giannis, or yeah, or he'll foul him out. Yeah, he's gonna go. <laughs> or he'll, you know what I mean? Like, like Giannis always do. Philly's got a lot of people they could put on Giannis, but the way he plays, like, what are you gonna know. make him do? Even if you put your best defender on him, you are gonna back him off, right? So now your best defender's just sagging, being a help defender. True. It, it's hard. To, it's hard to. It's hard to really put a stopper on him. You're not gonna stop him anyway. Mm -hmm. So you put Ben Simmons on him. You let him pick up three fouls in the first half. You know what I, I mean? Like. But nah, I I want to see I want to see Toronto Bucks because uh, to be honest, all season long those have been the best two teams in the conference. So then, who who would you have winning that series then to make it to the NBA Finals? I got the Bucks. I Bucks, the Bucks against the Raptors. Yeah, yeah. Bucks, oh, Bucks, no, I got Raptors. Raptors all the way, baby. Bucks Raptors. I think I take Raptors too. I think they're a better. I think they're a better team. I think that yeah. the way. I think that the way the Bucks function, like. 
is Giannis gets everything else going. Like, Toronto's won mad games without Kawhi playing. They're a good team. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to get what they need from Siakam. They're going to get what they need from Kawhi. Mark's going to play his role. Van Fleet's going to come in and be good off the bench. If they get anything from Kyle Lowry, like, they're unstoppable. That's, with Kawhi playing how he if playing. That, if that series happens, that's seven games right there. And that would be seven great games of great basketball. For sure. Defense, yeah, big offense, facts. big facts. Whatever you want. Because they both facts. got bigs. Both have a point guard, two guard. They they both have like mirror each other, okay. Yeah. I think and, and the Bucks, I mean it's not till next year. They get a, a Paul Gasol back next year. Man, and yeah. we didn't I didn't mention it here. I tweeted it the other day. Denver gets Michael Porter Jr. next year, bro. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's hey, gonna be question. Where's Isaiah Thomas going next year? Probably to the Lakers the way things are going. Nah, right hell, right. No, nah, <laughs> hell, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. If he comes no. back to the Lakers, bro, I might not be a fan no more. No, yeah. Nah, no, I'm no. just kidding. Just kidding. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just I'm kidding. never leaving the Lakers, but IT ain't kidding. coming to play for us. He gonna be on he gonna be on a bad team getting overpaid. Um actually I don't know. He ain't gonna get overpaid. It's hard to get it's hard to get He missed that window. It's more that comes with him than just basketball though. You got to hide him on defense. And if he's one of the better players on your team, he ain't a leader. Like, he's a mouth. You know what I mean? Like, he like talking. And it's like, sometimes, like. Look, man, the six foot and under, we, we got to have some. I'm not saying you got to. I'm not saying you can't be grimy or anything like that. But people are thinking about that when they bring you on their team. There's a, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, that. he thought he was going to be playing at, for Denver. When he went there, I was like, that's a good pick. He's going to be instant offense for them off but the bench. But wasn't he still hurt when he went to Denver? Yeah, he was. Okay. But I thought once he got healthy, he'll be an instant offense guy for them. But IT sees himself as a starter, bro. And he's got he's to gotta, he's gotta make up in his mind you don't that see he want to be a backup. You don't see him as a starter on any team in the NBA? No. Because I'm not paying him starters money. Who's the starter for Orlando? DJ Augustine? DJ, he better than DJ. Stardom, but art, but he. What are you gonna have to pay it to get him to go to Orlando? In his mind, what is he worth nowadays? I mean, he's he, one, he, well, he's, he play, he's he playing one, for like veteran minimum right now, right? I, I believe so. Well, he's one bad hip injury away from sitting it down altogether, and that's what are you really paying him? But that's but that's also a reason a team wouldn't bring him in, especially a team like Orlando. They're trying to figure out their roster. Shit, it's gonna be some years before he just know. missed his window, man. Yeah, he he was a superstar for that what season and a half, or was it like a season? Yeah, and season just, and a half. And it just the injury happened, and him being that small, and him talking. You know what I'm saying? It's just they gonna have to out. back up the Brinks truck, like all of that. Like it needs to, what this is what he needs to do. He ain't gonna do it, but this is what he needs to do. He needs to take less money to play longer. He needs to be a backup. He needs to be an instant offense guy off the bench. Take take a three year deal on the low on the mid on the mid level on the mid level um like tier. If you want starters money, mm-hmm. if somebody pays you as a starter and you get hurt again, it's a wrap. He a better little guy than uh, Nate Rock. No, no, not to me. No, because Nate Rock Nate could Robinson guard. Dunk on you. Nate Robertson could guard too, and you didn't have to hide Nate. He was a height mismatch, but physically you didn't have to hide him. Mm-hmm. Anybody? That's crazy because Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah I think Isaiah's like a better too. shooter though. Isaiah, Isaiah no, he's shooter. he's a better scorer altogether. He's a better individual offensive player. Yeah, but as, but as a, a on a on a basketball court, where you got to function with four other people. Yeah, 
Hell no, nah, like Nate might grab a rebound that Isaiah would never get or come yeah. up and block somebody. Yeah. Like Isaiah is nothing miss, on yeah. defense. Yeah. He is a liability where Nate Rob, even if he got a mismatch, he might swat somebody. I was just about to say, now, Nate Rob got a whole block compilation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a fantastic athlete. What was you about to say? I was going to use the word savvy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke, y'all. <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, Nate Rob is man, savvy? Yeah, just a little bit, man. <laughs> Nate Rob is grimy. I wouldn't say he's savvy. Uh, that dude's a that dude's a look, dog. man. I'm all for the six foot and then the group who got a little grime to the No, game, I pull bro. for them too. Ain't none of us six foot. I pull for all exactly. them cats. But I, if I'm being honest about IT, I don't want him on my team. No, nah, not I'm worried way. about what he's gonna do all together. Plus plus I don't know if he's gonna be on the court like that. Yeah, definitely. I couldn't the way the Lakers Offseason is looking in the future. IT is nowhere to be seen. No, hell no. Nowhere. Hell no. We got a defensive coach. Yeah. Let's talk about the Lakers. Frank Vogel. What's good? I love it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Y'all like y'all like J Kid as an assistant? I love it. I think J Kid. I think J Kid is snake, but (laughs) but like you have to you have to put that thought to the side though. Like you have to just this is no. This is why I say that. This is why I say that. So what if things don't come off? Perfectly smoothly, smoothly right out the gate. Which Did on it? LeBron teams they don't they don't come out the gate. Even if we get the roster we want, uh-huh. and they go through a slump. J Kid not thinking he could do a better job than Frank Vogel, and he not he might not be like J Kid might be thinking it, and a lot of coaches might think it, but he's one that will be vocal about it, or he's one that'll say little shit or throw little shots or talk about what he would do different in a press conference. Especially, you know what I'm saying? Especially the fact that they made Frank Vogel take him as an assistant. Yeah. It wasn't like Frank Vogel It's like choice. the whole thing when Tyron Lue was with David Blatt's assistant. David Blatt don't really got the authority because everybody know they paying this cat more than they paying all the other assistant coaches to be sitting here waiting for you to get fired. You don't think Vogel won a kid as an assistant? I don't. I think that he took that three-year deal. I he took he what the mind. Lakers was. Yeah. yeah, okay. I feel that. I feel yeah. That. Shit, I think he might have mined. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think he might have mind. What coach don't want to pick their own staff? Can't I mean, I pick their whole staff. I was, I was just reading a Brian Windhorst uh, article right now, and it said Tyron Lue wanted control almost more than he wanted the job. And it said Frank Vogel just wanted the job. Hey, Tyron, I don't think Tyron Lue is messing with like Kurt Rambis or something like that. I, I think Tyron Lue is staff. going by his credentials. Yeah. I'm a championship coach. I've done this before. I've done it with your best player before. Hell no, I'm not. I'm a better coach than Luke. I'm not coming in here under what y'all pay Luke. And y'all fired him. Mm-hmm. So y'all put me on a three-year deal. Y'all ain't got no problem firing they, they, me. Y'all they, still paying they, Luke. They mutually parted ways. Definitely. All that. Whatever. Luke would have still been the coach had y'all not suggested that y'all mutually part ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the Lakers, we a mess right now. Like, even, okay, cool, we got our coach. And we feel good about the coach. But the way you did it, you didn't have to. If you don't want Tyron Lue, don't bring him in. Don't try to appease LeBron if you're not really gonna make him the coach. Mm-hmm. Just go get the person you want. And why Kurt Rambis is a failed coach? Why is he advising y'all? <laughs> He's a That's failed coach. Saying. He wasn't very good as a coach. That's what I'm saying. His record's like pretty terrible. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, why is he advising y'all on who's gonna be the next coach? Like, I like Frank Vogel because he's a defensive coach, and I pers- this is how I feel. He overachieved with them Pacer teams. And if LeBron comes in and sets the tone that homeboy's the coach, LeBron, I don't this will probably never get to you. But in the in the case that it does, you didn't like Spolster either. You don't gotta like him. That's where you had your most success. 
Let the coach coach, and if he can't do the job, cuss him out and get him out of it. <laughs> but he's going to need a year at least, and he's going to need your cooperation, bro. If you're not respecting him, them young cats ain't going to respect him, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got the coach. Cool. Now, l- like. Got to get some players, man. Yeah, we got to get some players. <laughs> Speaking of Lakers, I wear this hat almost every day, right? And Actually, the bill is a little faded. I got to buy a new one. It's his dad that comes into my job to pick up his son. He's a, he, he's a Celtics fan. He's like, oh, he still got that all the time. Oh, he still got that hat on. I'll be like, man, you can see this hat every day. I'm going to wear this hat every day. And uh, he came in, uh, he had on like a button, not not like a, like, like a dress shirt, but he had on like a button up. He had a Celtics jersey underneath it, and I didn't see it at first. And he got his back to me, signing his son out. He turned around, and he's like, yeah, man, I wore it. And he's still talking to me with his back to me. He's like, yeah, man, I wore this shirt just for you. And he turned around, and he like opened it up like he's Superman. He just standing there like this. <laughs> this is what, and this is before the Celtics got put out. So the Celtics is all thriving in the playoffs, and there's Lakers at home. LeBron are talking about first take and all that. I'm like, man. Hey, man, all I could say was like, hey, you're going to see this hat every day, bro. People love shit on us. It's been hard because we're the most hated team in the NBA. Right now? Yeah. No, period. We're period. the most hated franchise in the league. Because we have annoying fans. Yeah. yeah. There's fans like us oh, that keep it real. We and then there's fans that are though. just like delusional. Like, oh, I, we got 16 champions. Y'all saw, that, y'all, saw that, uh, y'all saw that rally, right? Dang, the dude. protest? Yeah. Number one, there was like 15 idiots. people there. There was a bunch of idiots. There was like 15 no, people there. And I can't believe these are the people that are representing Lakers fans. Oh, guys, yeah, all they, of you guys that hate Lakers fans, most of new, us are like are objective about fans. like the three of us. These are new Lakers fans. Yeah, they are these are hype like beast three, fans. Yeah, oh, and I got I got something for the hype beast too. Three year old fans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. These these are like a lot of LeBron a LeBron fans are with us now. Like they're not true Lakers yeah, fans. Man. Like I tell people all the time, Kobe, my favorite player. I love the Lakers more than I love Kobe. For sure. If he was messing up my franchise, I need him to get out of here. I was hot when they paid him. I understood, mm-hmm. but I was hot when they paid him. Like I get it, but that means the team about to struggle. I think that's what makes me love the Lakers even more. I'm a Kobe fanatic, man. Like that's my guy forever. He's the best player in the league to me. Always will be. It just makes me like the Lakers even more that they kept him. No, I'm saying I'm. I said keep him at that number. Hey, like keep him at that number. Like you know when somebody signs that contract, like <clears throat> that player has to be amazing because you're not gonna have an amazing roster now. But but looking back at it, if Kobe left that squad, bro, who who would you rather take than Kobe? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying they had to pay him. Yeah. But I'm saying if you don't pay him what you paid him, you could get somebody else that's probably at Kobe's level where he's at right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like that that that's it. I mean, I get it. I don't I don't want to I didn't want to see Kobe wearing nah, the jersey. Nah. Kobe but said forget all When that. he was talking about them trades, I, mean, I was coins, like, yeah. no way, Kobe. Yeah, sorry if fam. you leave, bro. <laughs> yeah. But I just is bro, the, I can't that's why that's why people hate Laker fans because people bandwagon people like that, hype beasts like that are out there. It like I was watching a video clip on Twitter. They asked reporter asked to do what do you want? He was like, how about another All-Star? How about that? Damn. We got LeBron last year, and the offseason hasn't started. That's an ignorant fan. Give me time. Hey, That's an ignorant fan. I would say this, though. In the offseason, Kyrie Irving, I know you're hearing me. <laughs> Come back and play with LeBron James. I know you want to win on your own. But it's not happening. But you're not bro. capable. Yeah. Let's just it's, keep it's it not, above. It's not happening, bro. You messed up the Celtic team. Yeah. We got to talk about them. Yeah. It's you didn't happening. win before LeBron. Like, you're not going to win after LeBron. 
if you're the best player on the team. You're going to need KD. And then that means that ain't, you ain't the best player on the team. So if you ain't going to be the best player on the team, you might as well come back and play with somebody that you did this before. Yep. KD about to lead the Warriors. You ain't got to worry about them no more. I ain't saying you shook. You a, you a dog, Kyrie. But you ain't the top dog. Let's keep mm-hmm. it a buck. Your play is not conducive for others to play their best. And even with that, Giannis is uh, I'm sorry, Giannis is finna be the best player in the league, bro. Let's just keep it a stack. Who? Not a, no. no. Not if KD still can got play. Kevin Durant in, the, on, in this world. Right, yeah. Well, Kevin Durant's playing right, well, like the best player. That, that that that's fine. That and that's legit. That's legit. <laughs> I jumped the gun a bit. But the same way LeBron had control of the East, this is what basically what I'm trying to say. The same way LeBron had control of the East, that's what Giannis, Giannis is about to have. No, for, oh, I no, feel no. that. I feel that. Because Kawhi's gonna that. come back to the West and Giannis gonna have it on lock over there. Yeah. And so Kyrie, that. you don't wanna keep fighting with him to try to make it to the finals. Yeah. Might as well come back and play with LeBron, play with LeBron and make sure you're going to the finals and you're not facing the beast that is Giannis until you get to the finals. And then you got your big brother LeBron right there fighting with you. That's what I'm saying. And then we don't need to go out there and go Get a big time big like AD, bro. We could go ahead and resign Javel, bro. We don't need AD. No, 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 no. Like, look, if we get Kyrie, now I'm. Well, one, I'm. No matter what, or you trade, you trading for AD still? No matter what, I'm thinking about it. But no matter what, Kuzma doesn't make it to next year's roster. Ugh. No matter what, that. he's too valuable, fam. Brad Bill, what's up? What's up, Washington? Y'all about to blow that team up. Y'all don't want a good Brad young Bill, stud. Brad Bill want money, bro. Brad, we, that's fine. We got it. Uh, Kyrie, Brad Bill, LeBron. Trade the rest of the kids for AD. Figure out the bench. That's hella money. That's fine. <laughs> Shit, ain't mine. Winning. <laughs> it ain't mine, Genie. I feel that. Shit. Like the bank. That's do what we, we do. We got enough for all that? I know we got enough for, yeah, for at because, least one well, or two. Bird rights, I think, work like they got to play for you for three years. But if you take a player in his contract year, you get his bird rights. So if we trade him for AD, we could pay him whatever we want and go over the salary cap to do it. Bradley Man. Bill's under contract for another year or two. Man. And we would have to sign Kyrie to a max. That'd be, that'd be Bron, Kyrie, and uh, AD maxed out with Brad Bill on his expiring contract. The Lakers need to go ahead and just put us on the staff. Uh, I could do better than what they've been doing. Uh, we'll figure this out. No bullshit. All the answers right here. No bullshit. We'll it ain't like out. like okay, you don't know how to cap work and you do you do all this. I know how to do business better than what y'all been doing it as of late. <laughs> Emails getting out, people quitting, ain't telling they boss, just walking out of work. People talking shit in the office. How how like how y'all like, like how how y'all de- me. how y'all dealing with how y'all dealing with the Pelicans and everybody know. We don't hear about no trades until they're done. Even when we hear rumors about trades, it ain't like, oh shit, they not taking homeboy's call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. We got a dude in there that's having trouble getting his getting his calls returned. I could definitely okay, look, I can't do the job better. I don't know the job. I'm unqualified. But I could definitely advise them to not do I wouldn't advise them to do any of what they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, so Jeannie, you have a failed coach helping you pick your coach. Yeah, I I get Rick out of here. Oh wait, you're listening to your best friend Bro, on basketball just matters. He, just because he wasn't a good coach himself doesn't mean he can't have good ideas about who would be a good. coach. I'm not saying that. Magic I'm saying is a failed coach. I I agree, and he inherited Luke, <laughs> and I would have had questions about who he's picking as a coach. You know what I'm saying? Other than if it's Ty Luke, somebody this has worked well with before. You know what I'm saying? 
Like Ty Lue was the no brain, was the no brainer pick. But if you gotta pick somebody else, yeah, I like Frank Vogel, and maybe Kurt Rambis has some of that. But to, for him to be the go to guy, for him to be a go to guy on all of this stuff, like I just, I just don't like the idea of everybody's gotta be somebody that you like and you know. I think that's dope. That that makes the pool of who you picking from smaller. You gotta be comfortable with everybody. Sometimes you need a disagreement. I mean, but that, if that's what you choose to do, that's what you choose to do. That's like anybody with any preference in anything they do. It's a lot of great guys that smoke cigarettes. It's thousands, millions of great guys that smoke cigarettes. And there's girls that flat out ain't going to date a dude that smokes cigarettes. That makes their pool that much smaller, but that's what they want to do. But it's different when you're in an industry and there's only 30. Like, there's a million women out here for a dude to pick up saying, on. I'm just saying. It's like, there's only so many people that's they've qualified done, I mean, to do they've NBA for, they've basketball shit. they years and it's, it's, it's worked, right? No, it hasn't. Under Jeannie Buss, it hasn't at all. <laughs> I mean, just under her, but I'm saying the Lakers have always operated that way. Yeah, but it was always somebody else operating it, though. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jeannie ain't her dad. Jim wasn't her dad. I'm just saying, picking from Laker guys has worked in the past. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So it's not like it's super duper flawed. I feel what you're saying, but... It's different when the person making the decisions, whether they picked a Laker guy or not, it wasn't because they were comfortable with him. That was, that was, oh, they're a Laker guy too. Or, oh, I'm comfortable with him too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everything that's coming out is like, oh, she's getting advice from Kurt Rambis and his wife. Like, okay, like how qualified are they, man? Because if they've been helping you all this time, it's a mess right now. It's a mess right now. And you still dealing with them for what? Magic gone. Kurt Rambis, fired the he's coach. Been, he's been a he's been a great assistant coach, right? I don't know if he's been a great assistant. I coach. mean, he was he was he was a, look up his he was assistant coach on staff for a few of them Lakers championships. You know what I mean? I feel you. So was Brian Shaw, and they got him the fuck out of there. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, everybody's not the same though. Is what I'm saying. like. It just just because he wasn't good at being a head coach doesn't mean he can't be good at I'm, helping I, pick. I'm up not up. saying that. I don't trust Jeannie. She's making bad decisions, and if the people that you're picking are helping you make bad decisions, I don't like them either. Like, if I look at somebody like, yo, your homegirl ain't got your best, like, interest at heart. She's giving you bad advice. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's still on you to listen to that advice, and I'm saying maybe you shouldn't be taking advice from that person. Or maybe you should consult some other people, too. And then Dr. <laughs> Buss was making decisions, and granted, he's one of the he's probably the greatest owner in sports history. He is. Um, but he was also making decisions in a time when L.A. was a bigger draw at the time. Um, you could throw money at stuff and just fix it. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like that no more. It's not but, like that for the Lakers. But, but all that plays into it. You shouldn't still be operating as if you're those Lakers. And that's and that's how they've been. We'll get somebody. It'll happen. Like, nah. Like, it ain't like, look, y'all just had a, a championship coach say, nah, I don't want this job. Because y'all dogged him out. You know what I'm saying? Whose idea was that? I'm oh, looking so. at I'm looking at all the I'm looking at all the decision makers. You think Jimmy's would, just at the top. Tyron Lue would have been a better fit and a better choice than Frank Vogel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, For the simple fact that he's coming in with LeBron's confidence. Yeah, he's coming in he, with LeBron's confidence. He already confidence. has that. He's won a chip. That, you know what I'm saying? He's been there three that, times. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the Lakers, and I mean, I, I mean, he won. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm mad not, at any of the candidates that. We're, we're chosen upon, and I'm not mad at them being like LeBron. We'll 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 pick the coach. I'm not mad at that either. But you make the franchise look bad when you bring in Tyronn Lue and it's just a face. 
You give him a disrespectful contract. You tell him you want him to pick his. You want to pick his staff. You don't got to do all that. That's not helping us get nobody else. I'm not mad at it. They have every right to be like, look, we, this this is what our deal is. No, but this is what I'm this saying. Do you think our, they brought him in with right the? With, do you think they brought him in with the intent to make him the coach or to bring him in and give him a deal that they know he wouldn't accept? How did they know he wasn't? He wouldn't accept that because Luke Walton and every other coach that signed in the last in this last season has got a five year deal. I mean, Frank took it. Yeah, Frank don't got Tyron Lue's resume either. There's nobody with Tyron Lue's resume operating on a three year deal. It's not. So it's me and LeBron for the rest of this. So I'm not gonna be the coach after this, right? I'm not mad at them saying, "Look, this is what we're offering." If you don't, if you don't, yeah. if you can't, it, sound, that, it sounds that's just to what me it is. like they hired these coaches simply because they could control them. That's what Pat Sim- Riley would simply did. to stay what with LeBron's contract. Because isn't Bron- he's Bron's only with us for three more years, right? Yeah, yeah, just to stay with Bron, and then after well, that, two more, then he got the yeah, opt for the last year. I think I, I mean think I think if you if you got the if you can do it then you can do it. That's what Pat Riley would have did. Like, look, the coach we bringing in the coach for three years. This is what we want to do. Do you want to do you want to rock with this? No. Okay. Well, good luck to you in the future. No, we are gonna rock with somebody who. But wanna I think with it's this. different. I think it's different when when it's just like where you don't know. You like this is an industry where the like contracts are set based on resume, based on performance. You know what I'm saying? Luke Walton, a less qualified coach than him, y'all gave a five-year deal. Before LeBron was there, though. Yeah. The situation is different. Yeah, of course. Luke Walton's situation is way different than mine. I've won a championship with him before. Y'all not going to give me more time than y'all gave him to figure it out. And y'all fired him before that contract was over. So I know y'all ain't tripping about getting rid of me before this contract. I'm not mad at them for being like being hard on what they're offering, and I'm not mad at him for knowing his worth and walking away. I, I'm not I mad think, at either one. I think they just did it to to show face. Yeah, we interviewed no. Frank. I mean, we. I think we they thought he would have taken it. I think oh, they. No I, I think they thought he would have taken. No it. way. You think they did it just to disrespect him? I think they did it to show LeBron, like, look, man, we tried. We tried, man. We tried to get your guy. He's not messing with us. That's what that's what I think. I think they did it to show face. I think they did it to show face. And that ain't a good reason to do nothing. Not in a situation y'all in. Nah, I don't agree with you that. You guys look terrible. I don't agree with Fighting that. with a coach over a contract don't look good either. It's just like, what, a free agent's like, yo, man, what the hell's going on over there? See, so you think they did an interview with him knowing he well, he wasn't going to accept that though, that contract? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just for LeBron's sake. That's a, that's a lot of wasted time, bro. That's a lot of wasted yeah, time. That's a, time is oh, money, bro. They've been yeah. wasting time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they signed Luke for five years and then fired him three years into shit. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but LeBron wasn't there was. though. It's different. Like things change when LeBron comes to town. Things change. Uh, that's a lot. I don't. I don't know. I understand that, but okay, time this is money. Is, I don't think they did this, that just to show face. Look, bro. this is what I'm saying. When anybody goes to an interview, you put out stories and and you talk about. You you have interest in a, in a, in a guy or in a coach just for a story. You don't bring them in. <clears throat> pardon. You don't bring them in for an interview and waste all that time just to show face. I disagree. Oh, I think they absolutely do. I think they had intentions of just keeping these coaches as long as Bron- as far as Braun's contract goes. Yeah. And then after that, they figured it out. They like we're not gonna no, and we're I, not gonna put this situation together and then he leaves and the situation changes and we're more where we still have this coach. Yeah. Why but not? I think that's why, why not I, have a championship coach who you anticipate winning another championship with? Because and, I, because I would look at go ahead, and that's why I think uh, the the um, Lakers only offered Tyron Lue that three year deal because he been with Bron, 
He plays with Braun for three years. After that, it's cool. I only have faith in your winning when you win with him. Yeah. Because you've only and won then with after him. that, then you're gonna stay with us for two more years. Who are we gonna have after Braun? You know, you can lean on that. I'm a championship coach, and you are. Nobody can take that away from you. But I mean, and he'd be mad at somebody saying this to him. But bro, you you only won a championship with LeBron. Yeah. Outside of coaching with him, like what have you? Like what have you proved? You're not proven. And every and no, I'm absolutely proven. He's that. proven with LeBron. With LeBron, but that's but this is what, I'm, that's saying. what I'm saying. Nobody, this is what I'm saying. Okay, when you're in a negotiation with somebody, both people anticipate where their starting point is, where they anticipate the other person, where their first offer is going to come in at. This is a negotiation. This ain't take it or leave it. They're negotiating terms. It sounds like it was take it or leave it. It sounds like it sounds, like, was, the, it sounds the, like he was like I didn't want three years yeah. and I didn't want J Kid as my coach. What did Vogel accept? Three years and J Kid as his coach and Kurt Rambis as an advisor. Tyron Lewis. It sounds like it was no, hard. This is what, this is what no, it's going to be if I'm you saying. want this job. When you're sitting across the table, they're not. They didn't bring in Tyron Lue. They didn't bring in Tyron Lue to bring him in and go. This is it, bro. That's what it sounds like. No, what they they said they gave him the offer. Tyron Lue gave them his offer. They said we're willing to meet here. He's like, I'm not going less than five years, and then I'm not. I don't want. I want control of my. So then, staff. What, what was the first offer then? No, I'm saying all the first, stories no, I've seen. This is, is what I'm saying. Okay. Both teams are going to have an offer sheet, and you know where their starting point, not yours. You know what you're on, but you know where theirs is going to be. Mm-hmm. You don't bring him in because you know he's not starting at three years. He's not starting there. So why even bring him in if you know you're hard on this and he'll never take that? What's the only other reason to bring him in? But this is assuming both sides are already kind of talking about. Well, this is what I want, might want. No, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's not that them talking. You know what a coach that caliber is going to ask for. Just like you know, you're gonna to have to pay certain players a max. You know what they're gonna ask for. It sounds like you're saying they brought him in to disrespect him, even if no, you know, they brought him in to try to appease LeBron. Look, LeBron, we tried to get your guy. It makes it easier for the next coach to come in because LeBron just not like yo, I didn't hire T. T. Luke. I think it was like, look, we know he has LeBron's trust. We know he knows how to win with LeBron. Let's bring him in for an interview and see if he wants to come and win with LeBron on these terms. And he didn't want to win with LeBron on those terms. He wanted to be the Lakers coach for the foreseeable future, not just while LeBron's there. But that's but all I'm saying is any coach Tyron Luce caliber is asking for those same terms. And any team with the Lakers caliber has the right to be like, this is what we're doing. No, they have the right to do whatever they want. We're talking about why you bring him in and you know he's not going to take the offer that you're hard on. And this, then that's what I'm saying. I don't think they knew he would not yeah. take that offer. Oh, they did. They, nah. they got to know. Nah. Bro, there's tears to all of this. There's tears to all of this. There's a reason you got Frank Vogel and not Tyron Lue. Wait. So how high of a tier? So, so Tyron Lue is a better coach than Frank Vogel. How high of a tier? Yeah, he's more proven. Wait, what what pedestal are we putting Tyron Lue as a coach? Tyron Lue is a championship coach. Name a championship coach that don't get to like no, make their terms. No, I'm asking. Every championship coach gets to make their terms. Is Tyron Lue a better coach than? Is Tyron Lue a better coach than um um homeboy in Miami? Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra. He only won with LeBron. Ooh, that's a good but he's done some winning without him though. Though. Well, when is he done without him? That Miami team was shit before LeBron got there. And they ain't been good since he left. They haven't been championship level since he left, but I mean like... They might, they might have made the playoffs twice. Frank Vogel's been to the Eastern Conference Finals without LeBron. Like, what has Tyron Lue done without LeBron? 
He it don't matter. He has he wasn't he was an assistant coach before that, and he was the highest paid assistant coach in the league because everybody knew that he was gonna be a capable like head coach. Everybody knew that he was on Eric Black's. I mean, he was on Black's staff waiting for him to be fired because he knew I'm gonna take this over and I'm gonna do. And everybody in the league they paid him more money to keep him there because other teams wanted him. Teams want Tyron Lue, bro. I feel you. I wanted Tyron Lue. I I did too. Why? Because he's a championship coach. Even when he didn't win, but, he went but there. But my thing is, he's a championship coach, but you got to put the asterisk there with LeBron. And that's disrespectful to asterisk, say, but it's true. But so it's is true. Eric Spolstra. No, but I'm not, that's not, I didn't, that wasn't my argument. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you brought up yeah, Spolstra. That's, that's but no, I'm saying, Spolstra. how do you guys look at them? How do you look at coaches that only won? Look, look. Come on, man. Phil Jackson ain't win when he ain't oh, had no, no, no. star I'm players. Not, I'm just, I was just asking about <laughs> ain't what, nobody what winning without the stars. You, we're putting these coaches on. You know I, what I'm saying? saying like Greg Popovich coach. ain't won no championship without Tim Duncan. No, I feel it. I feel it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, like, all I'm saying is you can make a very strong argument that Frank Vogel is indeed a better coach than Tyron. No, you can't. No, you can't. He overachieved with them Pacer teams. What do he do with Orlando? They ain't get no better. But they didn't have anything on that team. Nothing. Every they, coach needs somebody. That's what I'm saying. How is his resume better than Tyron Lewis? He went to the finals no, three times and got a ring. But no, no, no. But that's the thing, though. That's what we're talking about. That's why you only get signed for three years. Your your contract, your coaching contract is three years because you're with Braun. Like, that's cool. Without Braun. Even, even without Braun, he's one of the better coaches in the league. He's how, coached a championship team. How many coaches have not? Like, that's, like, that's, that's a bad, like, to me, that's not a very good argument. Like, Tyron Lue's not good if he's not with Braun. Were they going to go to the finals without Tyron Lue? Were they going to go to the finals no matter who their coach was? Who? The Cavs? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LeBron LeBron went to the finals. It's hard not to say, but LeBron's on the team. That's all I'm saying, bro. And that's all I'm saying. You can't be on this, I'm a champion, I'm a champion, I'm a champion. When that team was going to you, you didn't just go along for the ride. You just defeated your whole... No, it's the it was the worst team in the league before LeBron got there. Nobody was going to the finals with that team. Steph, I'm talking about with the team he had. That team was gonna go to the finals, and this is real disrespectful, but it's the truth, bro. That team was gonna go to the finals no matter who. Regardless of the coach, no, there's coaches that could have kept them from going to the finals. That could have kept them from going for the the finals. That's sure, and they would have been trash coaches. No, of course. And Tyron Lue is a better coach than Frank Vogel because he didn't get in the way. Nobody was calling. Nobody was saying he was LeBron's puppet. He was doing stuff that had everybody impressed over there, but calling LeBron out, telling him wanna, he need more. Out of him. I'm saying this from my point of view. Yeah. Don't 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 tell me. I, I don't want to hear all this. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. When you coach the team that was gonna be in the championship, no matter what. Steve Kerr not a good coach. He's a good coach. That's a tough. That's tough one. Though. He he's better. A good coach. Is he that's, better? Is he better than Frank Vogel? He ain't he ain't won. He ain't won without the best team in the league. Of course he's a better coach than Frank Vogel. That's not an argument, bro. I was I was gonna say, yeah, I was waiting letting, no, I was letting him say, yeah, but own. you know how I feel about the Warriors, so you know. It, it takes me a minute to say anything. You, but the, but that Warriors. but that's all I'm saying. There's coaches that they like, like that's what I'm saying. Greg Popovich is only won with Tim Duncan. He's only won a championship at the highest level. Would you would you have given that contract to, to Pop? Of course I, not. Because he's a championship coach. And that's why you don't do that to championship coaches. Because they never take that. And now you mm-hmm. don't have a championship mm-hmm. coach. You got Frank Vogel. And even though we like him, if he fail, it won't be a surprise. It won't be. If LeBron don't respect him the whole time there, I see what you're saying. it won't be a surprise. I feel it. 
And you don't bring in a dude that everybody knows could get the job done and lowball him unless you had no unless you had no plans of hiring him anyway. And if you don't plan on hiring him anyway, you got to have a tough conversation with LeBron. And this goes back to how the Lakers is operating. Who's making the decision to bring Tyron Lue in with the with, with <laughs> on that deal? Because you know that's not going to get it done. So why bring him in? I feel that. Why? That's what that's what I'm saying. You're you're a teacher, right? Yeah. If you I used to be. Every, no matter what, when you're in an interview process and they say this is the job, right? Mm-hmm. They know what they better they know what they better offer you or you out the door. Yeah. That's exactly what they did to Tyrone Lue. They knew that he wouldn't take that deal and Tyron Lue had to leave. And even if he wanted to settle on three years, they doubled down and said, yo, we want to pick your staff. You got to have JK. He said, wait, the other motherfucker, y'all hired for this job? Y'all interviewed for this job? Nah, bro, I'm not cool with that. Oh, man, I guess we can't do it then, man. <laughs> I've been, I, I, I 100%, <laughs> 100%, 100% been you, brought into interviews, you, though. When I, was, when I was still a preschool teacher, I, schools 100% brought me in for an interview, knowing my resume, knowing what I, what I would ask in an interview and would definitely did ask. And told me this is what we're offering at the time, and I didn't take the job. It's the same thing, bro. I, I don't think they brought me in to disrespect me or to waste my time. But no, no, they no, know no. I'm this, a good that, teacher. They think I'd be a good fit in their school. But this is what they're offering at the time. If I don't want it, then hey, they're gonna I go with somebody this else. This would be different. This would. This is the difference. Okay. There's only 32 of these jobs, and there's only so many people that are qualified to even do it. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're bringing you in there saying this is all we could do, and they genuinely mean that because this is all that they're gonna spend on that, mm-hmm. right? Because they know that if you don't take it, somebody else will, and that's why I say there's tears to this, and and that's what I'm saying. If you're a ten year teacher and they come in here and they give you the 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 contract that would that would say you're a a good teacher that's been doing it for three years, you wouldn't take that just on the merit. Even though, even though, like, that's what they're willing to do, you would be like, why bring me in here to offer me that? They know I'm not going to take that. Because it's such a specific field. You know what I'm saying? And bro, that, that's, this is actually a really good argument. Because granted, I mean, it's not like you can, like, win a championship as a teacher. But bro, me, for number one, being a male teacher, it's rare. And it's like every school I've ever worked in, it's been like when they bring a new family in on, for a tour, it's like a feature. It's like, oh, we have a male teacher here. Mm-hmm. So that's number one. Any school that I go to, on top of my, my curriculum being a little different and a little, like, just yeah. being a male teacher, being a little different than other teachers, I'm also bringing in this whole, like, I can bring this whole sports and, like, outside element to your school. And not just my classroom, but I could bring every classroom outside and give this preschool a, a, a physical education element. So I'm bringing that in as well. Like, I'm bringing in stuff that other teachers, even if it is a male teacher, other teachers that they're not offering. And that's in your resume, though. Like, and that's in my yeah. resume. Yeah. People have seen that, and that's what I'm saying. And they've brought me in, and 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 in the in the in the whether it's a a, a handwritten application or online, they they'd say what you what what you want, what you're mm-hmm. expecting, what you expect to be paid hourly or yearly or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I put that on there, and they still bring me in and be like, "This is what we're offering." And this is what I'm saying. And what if, what if? And I've walked away from jobs the same way Lou did. Uh, uh, I and I and I feel you. Mm-hmm. And this is and this is why I think what the Lakers are doing is different. I'm going to use your scenario. So exact same scenario. But you know the teacher that they fired before you. You know that that teacher's not even close to as qualified as you. Mm-hmm. Right? He, he hasn't even been doing the job that long. Mm-hmm. They gave him a better contract that they didn't even offered you. Why bring me in here for this? It's different in the teaching room because maybe that teacher was there for 10 years and they got incentives and bonuses and all this other time. 
But this teacher, like, y'all brought this teacher in. This is you guys hire. He's less qualified than me, with a better contract than me, and, con- and control of his classroom or whatever it is. Y'all talking about control for me, and I'm more qualified than him or her? Y'all talking about a less, less money, and I'm more qualified than him or her? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and in their realm, people are leaking stories, and it's not for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Like, like the sports articles I read, like Brian Windhorst, he says this all the time. No information that gets out is by happenstance. Somebody wanted it out for a reason. Why did y'all want this information out? Why did y'all want it out that y'all brought Tyron Lue in to give him that deal? Nobody thinks that he would have took that. Mm-hmm. And you know what it takes to hire that teacher. Right. Even if this is what you're going to do, you bring in the tier of people that you know are going to take that. You might throw a long shot out there or whatever, but you don't You don't then give them less money than you know they're going to take and tell them you want other shit in their contract. Okay. Even, even, even. <laughs> it's, funny, it's funny how it's so similar. So even more uh, kind of how, how it relates more closely, like my, my situation, like being interviewed, a school that brought me in. And I guess I won't really give the name of it, but it's in Encinitas and it's known to be like this like model of a school, like mm-hmm. other schools going tour there to like see what they're doing to like try to implement a lot of the things they do. That's the school that brought me in. Knowing all that I offer, that's the school that brought me in. Like all the dope stuff that you do, we know you're dope. But this our is school us. is dope. This is this us. is what we're offering. It, weren't the Lakers doing the same thing? We, we we know we know you're proof. We know you're a champion. We're the Lakers fan. You're not. You're not, and you haven't been for a long time. You know what I'm saying? Like you're using the model of consistency. You're using the Spurs. They ain't the Spurs. If people are coming, ain't, who's walking up in the Lakers to see how to get this shit done? Nobody. You guys need he Tyron Lue brings validity to your situation. I see what you're saying. Fuck y'all, bring me in here for this bullshit. You know I'm not taking that. Piss off. Oh, this is all we could do, man. Like this is all you could do. You crazy? Y'all gave the last dude five years. This ain't all y'all could do. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like, no, no, no. Re- really good debate. But I just, like, we're not we're not doing, like, the Lakers ain't doing themselves no favors. They ain't doing me no favors. I'm over here stressing. I'm you, stressing. Everybody, every Laker fan is stressing. LeBron's stressing. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. I've, we've been going on the sports for a minute. I think that's a good place to leave it, though. Yeah. Very Play some place. music so we can get up out of here. <laughs> get, get the tunes in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good one. Nice little debate. Good little debate we had going on. I like that one. Had Darius sit down in the family room with us. Thank you. Know. Of course. Anytime you want to come out here. Especially, especially anytime. Uh, anytime. About about any, anytime. Mainly, most importantly... Most importantly about the sports, though, we could talk about this basketball stuff all day long. I love basketball. Man. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, anytime we're recording here, even if we're down at down at Miles, if you hear us talking sports and you want to jump in, sir, jump on in, man. You already know. I was thinking about that, like, I was thinking about that just for the podcast, like, having another pen. Like, we think a lot of like, you know, like, we, we differ on stuff, but where we're planted at is pretty much the same spot. You know what I mean? Having another perspective might help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm really looking forward to what we've been talking to the uh, Figure It Out. Oh, we'll figure it out we'll figure podcast. It out. 
That's about when we go link up with them. So hopefully we make that happen. Uh, yeah, some, some different kind of content coming. We're gonna yeah. do like a, a dual pause situation, like we did with Lahente. Yeah. And it's been it's been a few people that's been telling me like, man, y'all need the female perspective on that. Yeah, hella people. So, Everybody that listens to the podcast, they be like, y'all be talking and y'all conscious dudes, man, but y'all ain't got no females telling y'all nothing. Like, right. <laughs> like right. I feel it. So so, so we gonna do that. We, we gonna have a ton of questions for them. We gonna like call back to a bunch of male <laughs> shit that we've been talking about. Like I said, I still wanna do. I don't know how soon we'll do it, but I still wanna do one where it's just like the two of us and our wives too. Yeah, no, absolutely. The four of us, absolutely. I think. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. I I had my. Um, I have my um. I have my um thriving while black. I was gonna pick uh Blake. Okay. But Blake ain't get back to me, so I ain't got mine. Like she wanted to write it up. She said she wanted to put thought into it, and I was like, okay, we record Sunday. I hit her up like Thursday, mm-hmm. and then uh, we were talking on Instagram. I was like, okay, we talking. Like she remember, like you know what I'm saying. But she didn't send it to me. She probably she probably don't know like how early we started. You know what I mean. She probably send it later, but. So I ain't got my thriving black this week. Anyway, so whenever we don't have one, we'll just say to all my people out there, stay black and keep thriving. (laughs) (laughs) Yee! Family Room Podcast, episode 11. Thanks for rocking with us. Thanks for tuning in. I blew a million on white tees and cabin climb boxes. This nigga's silly. My boy, my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy, my boy.